Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Nature Check, the show where you come for the game and stay for the science and the scientists. <laughs> As always, uh, we do introductions first. Hi, I'm Cheryl. I'm the Dungeon Master for Nature Check. Uh, I'm also a PhD student studying ecology at the University of Illinois at Chicago. And when I'm not doing ecological research, I'm a science communicator and the host of The Roving Naturalist on YouTube. Um, next, we've got Joe. Hi, I'm Joe Ballinger. I am a, a PhD student at the University of Wyoming, um, and I am currently trying to figure out uh, why we why weeds hurt crops. Stellar. And you play? Uh, I am Lucanus, our resident barbarian. Marvelous. Uh, next, we've got Ryan. Hi, I'm Ryan, as Cheryl said. Um, I'm an entomologist in Pittsburgh. I do integrated pest management and plant health care in a public conservatory slash botanical garden. So that means uh, looking at all the interconnected ways and, and various aspects that affect plant health from pests to site conditions to nutrition to all of those kinds of things. Um, uh, besides that, um, do a lot of social media. I do some science policy stuff through the Science Policy Fellowship of our Entomological Society. Um, and uh, I am not a research scientist, and I try to help uh, people, uh, people going through graduate degrees who don't want to be in research and don't know how to get out of academia and get new jobs. Um, so I try to I do talks and try to do workshops and, and all kinds of things to... Uh, show people how to do resumes and cover letters and all those kinds of things that are for, you know, you are not trying to get a postdoc. Um, and that's that's currently that's a, a growing passion of mine is helping people with that. And an important mission. Uh, and you play? Oh, and I am Fletcher Sampson, the human wizard. Marvelous. Uh, next we've got Peter. Um, <clears throat> I'm an entomologist uh, in Maryland with the University of Maryland Extension. And I do uh, small farms and alternative agriculture practices, including sustainable agriculture, um, alternative crops like hemp and hops, um, and farm business management consulting, like that kind of thing, for people who are uh, looking to looking to grow crops in Maryland. Um, and then in my free time, I take pictures of bugs, and I play. And they're beautiful. Cedric. <laughs> Hey, somebody the, got it. Awesome. <laughs> the dwarf cleric. Uh, Marvelous. Of, of Moradin. Oh, we know. Um, <laughs> and then we've got Nancy. Hi, everybody. My name is Nancy. I am an entomologist living in Quito, Ecuador. Since I haven't been in my house for two months, so where do I live, really? <laughs> um, I'm always busy and traveling because I have my own ecotourism business where I take you around the jungle to show you the amazing insects and other things that live there, like lizards and sometimes mammals. Um, I play Kay, who is a rogue and human-ish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mysterious. Um, and <laughs> and if you haven't seen it yet, um, I posted a video on my YouTube channel this week where I did an interview with Nancy, and it was really good. Aww. So you should go check it out. Because Cheryl's a good interviewer, she asks some questions. Also because Nancy's just really good at talking about what she does. 
No, you stop. Um, anyway, <laughs> if you're watching Nature Check right now, live on Twitch or Periscope, first of all, thank you for being here. We really hope you'll enjoy what you're going to see this evening. Um, and secondly, if you have any questions for the cast, as always, please put your questions in the chat on Twitch or Periscope, and I'll do my best to catch them. Or you can tag one of our mods, like uh, VronVZ. Veronica is already in the chat this evening, um, Yay, so pass your questions. Veronica. <laughs> Pass your questions along to Veronica, and um, they will make their way to me, hopefully. Um, great. She got my art tattooed on her leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good art. Um, and uh, that like, leads me into our last bit of housekeeping, the socials. You can find Nature Check on Twitter at, at @checknature. so follow us there for updates and the game schedule. And please subscribe or follow or whatever to Nature Check both here on Twitch and on YouTube. Did you know if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you get one free subscription to any channel on Twitch? One free subscription! If you're not using it already because you didn't know it existed, think about subscribing to us. Uh, subs and follows really help the channel grow, and we appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate you regardless, but it would be... Cool. Um, uh, the YouTube channel is important because all of our game session videos will be uploaded to the channel, and you can also find our after-show recaps, our nature chats, and all of our like extra things on the YouTube channel as well. You can also access our game and all of those extra things everywhere you find podcasts, so give us a listen and share us with your friends and your enemies. Um, and you can find all of the social media information for tonight's players down in the reference section below. And your frenemies. <clears throat> yeah, and your frenemies. Uh, and don't forget that we've started adding video game content to our offerings here on Twitch, and we've got plans for more diverse kinds of content in the future, um, some of them more delicious than others. Uh, on some Wednesday afternoons, uh, I will be playing a variety of things, and I think some of our other cast members are planning on joining in as well on other days. You can find the complete schedule of who will be playing what when in the panels below our Twitch stream. Does anybody have anything else they'd like to plug? I feel like the announcements keep getting longer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it! Let's do it! Let's do it. <clears throat> do it. Civilizations grew, flourished, and fell on the continents of Lacedes for hundreds of years. But in the year 885, everything changed. Where once the gods of the Pantheon held sway over various continents and made their presence known in frequent and tangible ways to mortals, now a dread silence and emptiness reigned. Civilizations fell into internal turmoil and tensions mounted between empires. The faiths of nations were shaken, and new versions of old religions began to sprout. Spells once commonplace and relied upon, those that required the gods' particular tensions no longer functioned. Access to and contact with all other planes disappeared or seemed blocked. The continent of Arda, still colloquially known as the God's Garden, was once the sacred and protected realm of Obatai and Elana. At the moment of the loss, the strong protective spells surrounding the continent fell, and the shores and interior became accessible to any who wished entry on whatever business. In 952, a ship from the Tenebri Navy took shelter in the large river mouth at the southeastern corner of Arda, and the sailors erected a small fort for protection. Over the years, the fort grew into a town, and the town grew into a small city. While Tenebria officially holds no claim over Arda, or outside nation has yet claimed dominion over the continent, New Sagester is, for all intents and purposes, a Tenebrian colony. <clears throat> 
In the spring of 972, four young people from different lands encountered one another in New Seychester. Though their alliance was first formed out of necessity, curiosity, and coin, they have now come to trust and rely upon one another as they explore a strange new world. Fletcher, a human wizard trained at Iskul University in the Dewan College of Arcane Arts, serves as the group's voice of reason. The consummate academic, Fletcher takes copious notes about everything they encounter in Arda, as he hopes to publish on his discoveries and make a name for himself. Cedric, a dwarven cleric, came to Arda to share the word of Moradin with anyone who would listen, and even with many who won't. Cedric's bright-eyed optimism is only ever momentarily balked when he encounters injustices, and though he commonly puts his foot in his mouth, he has established himself as a valuable member of the team nonetheless. Lucanus, an elven barbarian, secured passage to Arda in order to escape degradation and slaughter in his homeland. Born before the loss, Lucanus has come of age in a world filled with turmoil, and his dark humor and penchant for combat reflect his experiences, yet he also has an open and caring side. Kay has grown up in New Seychester, raised by her adoptive parents. A roguish young woman, Kay's knowledge of the townsfolk and local geography have already helped the group navigate their first few days in a new land. But violence and adventure are new to Kay, and she's still learning how to take care of herself in the dangerous wilds of Arda. Frank, Fletcher, and Cedric enjoyed themselves during the festivities of New Seychester Day, but they also did a little digging into details and discovered that the Hidden Grove is the name of Wargent Johns' brothel. They ate some bread and some roasted meat, dangled their feet off the dock, and watched a military parade. Cedric and Fletcher are a little concerned that Lucanus may have developed a drinking problem during the times they left him alone in the Marked Bird. However, they left him alone there again while they delivered the orc head in a bag and their warnings to Captain Carolyn Dawson Clark, the person in charge of the naval fort at the western edge of New Seychester. It is now about midday on Pelorum, the seventh day of Bloom Run, and the two of you are leaving the area of the naval fort and walking back through town. Well, that went well, I think. I think uh, we did our due diligence, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm certainly glad to not have that head anymore, for one thing. Yeah, that was kind of becoming a burden. <laughs> yeah, I mean, carrying it around everywhere was kind of a hassle. And um, I kept worrying that, like, the juices that were kind of soaking out the bottom were going to, you know, get on my shirt. Get on your um, shirt, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Most things kind of do, do end up there. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's in the middle of my body, you know, so I feel like it's it's prime, you know, anything that's going to encounter me, it's, it's what it's going to hit, right? That's how physics work. You're such a As... small target, though. I can't believe so much stuff hits you. <laughs> yeah. As Cedric... <laughs> As Cedric is waving his arms around, gesturing about the targeting on his shirt, um, you wave your arm once, and all of a sudden it hits something solid, and things go flying in the air. Um, Kay, your packages have just been disrupted. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry! I'm so sorry! I didn't see you there! I mean, how could you? Your arm's everywhere. Could you... Oh my god! All right, cool. Don't worry. I'll I'll pick these up. No, let me them. let me let me get them. Let me get them. Uh, oh. I feel like uh. I feel like this is a rom com meet cute. <laughs> we I both like we both grab for the same package at the same time and our hands oh, touch. <laughs> <laughs> like 
pick up a couple of the things that fell by me. Um, but but then but like I feel like we're both like extremely startled to 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 for this to be how we refine K. That yeah. it's kind of like you don't like a lot of stammering. Right. Like, it's like, oh, I, oh, okay. I mean, uh, don't worry. They're just you, potatoes. You, I, you can't really break them. I'm, I'm so, so sorry. It's like it's fine. Good thing it wasn't glass because that <laughs> like, would have been we, terrible. Okay. Well, how are you? Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. The potato. Okay. <laughs> potatoes. Okay. They're fine. But like, okay. How are you though? The potatoes are fine, but you. you? I mean, I mean, I slept a lot, I guess, and I'm just trying to like, you know. I, I'm not really sure. I'm just trying to like keep on keeping on, I guess, we're, after everything. We so, were really worried about you. Uh, um, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. It's, it's not that I'm not happy to see you. I think you're taking this the wrong way. I think um, adventuring is hard. I think I don't think it's what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that's being stabbed and all. That's yeah. I, that's that's fair. Yeah, it's not quite what I was expecting either. I'll admit. Um, I. So so for now, um, because you know my parents run the general store and all, I do need to deliver these potatoes. Uh, in, in 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 like you know less. They were supposed to be less damaged than they are now, but you know at least still I can deliver them without problem. But, like, maybe I can catch up with you tonight in the Mark Bird. I feel like I kind of at least owe you, owe you like, a conversation instead of, you know, disappear for a while. But can, can we talk later when I'm, like, not carrying potatoes? Yeah, 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 yeah of course. Yeah, I mean, uh, whatever, I, if that's what you're you're comfortable with, I... I... Cool. Yeah, I mean, I'll like, see you tonight. Okay. Bye. You don't, you don't want any help with the potatoes? Okay. And just, like, pick up the potatoes and walk. Yeah, we have, there's a lot of packages. We can help you. That's, that's okay. Okay. Thanks, though. Well, we'll see you later, then. Behind her. And she kind of walks away. <laughs> we'll be... Just fades in the distance. Bye! It's a specialty, after all, is just to, like, leave you guys without saying anything. <laughs> and you're like, where does she live? What are we playing. doing now? <laughs> yep, that's that's been our last two days. Where does she live? What should we do now? He delivers the potatoes to yeah. like where you know wherever they're supposed to go. Uh, well, uh, and then I guess we finish. I mean, I guess we we were heading back to the marked bird. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that was. Uh, I felt really bad about knocking over her potatoes, but it was good to see she's okay. Yeah, I kind of I kind of feel like if it weren't. For that accident that just happened, she might have continued to avoid us. You, you I feel like she was avoiding us. Do you think she's mad at us? I feel like she's always mad at us. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I didn't mean to do anything to make her mad. Uh, but, I mean, I we did we get her stabbed. To... Yeah, I think we have to just let her figure out what she needs to figure out. Yeah, okay. That seems... I feel like trying to help her just make her more mad. <laughs> if she doesn't ask for the help. That seems fair. Um, okay. Well, I guess we'll just uh, hang out 
and maybe when she comes tonight we could tell her that if she needs our help we could help her yeah if if she if she shows up yeah we'll i didn't see. think about that i think it would hurt my feelings if oh, she boy. didn't she did walk away as quickly as she could yeah but i mean maybe she was just really busy a lot of potatoes yeah a lot of potatoes so what is a potato oh my way. god no <laughs> all right so the rest of the walk back to the mark vert i spend explaining potatoes i'm, I'm surprised that's one he didn't know but okay uh, <laughs> I would assume that, like, he had a pretty solid understanding of root vegetables. I we, mean, yeah, they live underground like him. We, that's, that is so racist to just assume that because it's <laughs> underground, I know about it. Dwarves don't live in the top eight inches of soil where crops grow. <laughs> like, <laughs> I live deep underground, in the roots of the mountain, in the feet of the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Not like right under the freaking topsoil, like a bowl. There, there, there were apples to you. You reached yeah. up to yeah. get the potatoes. See, oh, I just, you I mean? Just kind of, I just kind of assumed that Cedric's people lived like naked mole rats, mm -hmm. just kind of burrowing and finding whatever root vegetables they could. Yeah. Oh, okay. With oh, like oh. one single queen who reproduces, and they know. Get yeah. cancer. Just um, burrows. Hey, yeah. if you live to be uh, 300 years old, you wait, better not um, get cancer. Can... I mean, sure. <laughs> uh, they're the... impossible to suffocate, too. What? I didn't yeah, know that. Naked mole rats have a like a really high tolerance to carbon dioxide because they live underground in, in huge, like heavily respirating naked mole rat colonies. Those things just get cooler the more I learn about them. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyway, the the apple thing makes total sense. In uh, is it French? They're pommes de terre, apples of the earth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nancy, you said something about potatoes that I think got lost in the shuffle. Oh yeah, there's like over 300 varieties of potato in Ecuador. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. They were. Because you're, like, you're like the origin of potatoes. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not convenient I mean, when I go to the market and I'm like, I want a potato, and they're like, which one? And I'm like, I d I d do they <laughs> taste different? Like really? All of them. It's like picking out paint chips. I, I had potato <laughs> choice. Oh yeah, there's there's different potatoes. I live I live in I live like right next to the epicenter of potatoes in like America. So I I know I potato growers. And we actually like like potatoes are the one things that we like actually have varieties of here in Wyoming. <laughs> Sorry, Cheryl. Yeah. <laughs> no, why are you apologizing? I just didn't expect the science to start so early. Um, hooray. Although Veronica says she's having terrible rat farm flashbacks. Because oh. We're talking yeah. about naked mole See, rats. Yeah, exactly. Um, Thank you, Veronica. I don't know about potatoes because, as I explained last week, we subsisted completely on a closed circuit of rats and mushroom farming. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe you said something about getting herbs every once in a while because you told Bedware you liked sage rubbed rat. But oh. now we're delving deep into the history of this 13 episode game. Um, so Fletcher and Cedric make it back to the marked bird. Uh, Cedric now being a little bit wiser in the ways of root vegetables. Um, is there anything... <laughs> <laughs> this was not supposed to segue back to the rats, she says. Um, is there anything <laughs> that you guys would like to do in the marked bird? Lucanus, is there anything you'd like to do 
So unbeknownst uh, to unbeknownst to uh, Cedric and uh, Fletcher, Lucanus is just passed the hell out in his room hmm. from alcohol. Oh, so we don't even see you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, we'd probably, we'd probably just. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I guess. Well, if, so if we go upstairs and knock on his door, I'm guessing no response. Uh, yeah, no response. Uh, yeah, and I guess we're just waiting. Yeah, I mean, maybe I he... just go down back out. into the dining room, like at the bar. You guys just want to hang out in the bar until five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> get something to eat. Okay. Yeah, they really are lost without Kay. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So you guys um, will hang out there until five. Uh, Lucanus, would you give me a fortitude save? And I'd say, Cedric and I figured out a lot on our own. I mean, yeah, you did great. We we got our way into the freaking, like, naval oh. base and spoke to the captain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I would look up what kind of fortitude bonuses I have, but I rolled a one. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, you stay past the hell out through the afternoon. Um, so, yeah, now it's about the time that Kay said she would be meeting you um, in the Marked Bird. Uh, like has my has my mom like mentioned anything or said anything to me that I should know about? Um, she might have like mentioned that they came to the store looking for you, but okay. I mean, but, okay, yeah. All right. Well, okay. Is like, should I show up? I don't really want to. I probably should. I did tell them. That's not really. Is fair this like like plucking petals off a flower? To yeah, choose. basically. And she's late. But she finally manages to, like, get out of bed and, like, slowly trudges to the marked bird. Okay, um, so you enter. There's a few people, you know, having an early dinner, um, including uh, Cedric and Fletcher are in the dining area. Leon is, of course, you know, running drinks and food and things around. So I guess I unceremoniously walk up to the table and flop next to whoever happens to be within flopping distance. If As soon as Cedric sees you, he, like, really frantically waves, like, a really big smile on his face. He's really excited to see you. That's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you made it. Yeah, to be honest, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I was gonna, but... I'm yeah. Here. Well, it's good to see you. Thanks. Uh, it's actually good to see you guys too. Lucanus oh. suddenly su Lucanus suddenly stumbles down and joins the table. He's like, "Hey guys, look at this cool bug I found!" And he holds out his hand, and it's just lint. Yeah, you are still like you might have woken up, but you are still feeling very oh, yeah. drunk. No, I'm. Yeah. I'm, I'm I, I figured drunk. you knew what that meant. Yeah. Hence <laughs> <laughs> oh. the hence uh, the whole bug and no bug thing. Whoa. Oh. Well, I thought you. I figured you were going to be up there still. He yeah. reeks. Oh, uh, hey, hey, buddy, how's it going? Do you uh, you want some dinner? Uh, yeah. You should, eat. Or, you should eat something. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we Lucanus get some stew like, in you? What's on the What's on the menu? You know, why, uh, just why, why don't you head on up to the bar and I'll have Leon. Uh, fix you up something. I, I'll, I'll, it's on me. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh well, he's. I mean, he's paid for a month's uh, room and whatever, so he he gets his meals. Oh, well, yeah. room and board. Yeah. Well, I just. Why don't you, yeah. Why don't you head on up to the bar and have Leon get you something? Up the counter and he's like, "Hey, Leon, what's good?" Uh, I felt uh, there's some stew. Uh, there's bread. Uh, there's some uh, some chicken. Uh, what would you like? Uh, of the chicken. Okay. Uh, so he makes you up a plate of chicken and you know assorted side dishes and hands it over. And. Lucana sort of stumbles back to the table, almost spilling it, but saving it, because he has that dexterity score, or something. Well, uh, I don't well, know. He's like sloppy drunk. Uh, while he was, oh, well, I I had sent him away to get his food, so that while he was gone, we could try to like run through some stuff with Kay, <laughs> trying sure. to not like it's like knowing well, it's like yeah, I'll probably have to tell him about these things like repeat myself tomorrow <laughs> but probably worth it given his current state sure yeah I mean it takes a minute for Leon to get him a plate of whatever so you've got yeah. you've got a few minutes yeah so I try to just I think so Cedric and I try to fill in K on what are the couple the couple big things like um, the wanted poster that we found which is why Lucanus has been having to, like, stay in the Mark Bird because we didn't know how to, like, what would come of all of it and what we found out about, like, that it was Virgin and all that. And um, what we did about the orcs uh, with Captain Clark. Uh, yeah. And also we went by the Adventurers Guild, and it's very nice looking. Um, hmm. I mean, it's not open yet, but it's, it's really nice. Oh, well. oh, and there's the yeah, and there's uh their grand opening party is on the 11th, and Casper invited us all to attend. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, so, so that's really the only kind of thing we have scheduled. Uh, so we've got, you know, it's the seventh now, so conceivably we have enough time to maybe go out. Uh, we were, Fletcher. Yeah, we we were kind of thinking about going out and investigating the kind of fish thing that we had talked about investigating before. Um, we were know. heading to a river so long ago. We, yeah. we were, and that seems like a relatively good idea. Yeah. Hopefully uh, stabbing free. Hopefully. Yeah. Just fish. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping nothing happens. Yeah, it should, it should, it should be pretty uneventful, I would think. You know, just... Going to look at some water. We've still got all these fishing nets that we borrowed from your friend. Uh, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing Tabrim is uh, wondering where all of his supplies went. <laughs> he kind of sits back down and starts eating. Uh, and he's just eating and drinking and listening. Uh, yeah, oh, he's hey, doing more drinking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey buddy so uh we were thinking about heading out tomorrow to go uh back to the river to investigate those fish or i mean to the river remember the fish that we were gonna go investigate last time we left town before we got distracted i will see you guys tomorrow morning i don't really have the mental capacity to be here when someone is um incapacitated Huh. So I will see you tomorrow morning. Uh, 
Oh, okay. Uh, all right. That's fair. We'll, we'll I don't know you. if I do either. <laughs> Bye, Kay. Bye. Bye. Well. Uh, all right. Uh, okay. oh, all right. Well, I guess she's going to come with us tomorrow. That, uh, hopefully things go smoothly. Otherwise, I imagine next time we won't see her for like 10 days instead of two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope she didn't Or her feel... mother will just have us arrested. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she didn't feel pressured. You don't think I made her feel pressured to come, did you? Do you? I don't feel like we were pressuring her. Kay seems certainly like the kind of person who would say no when she wants to say no. What do you nah, think? She's fine, guys. Lucanus pipes up from his meal. Uh, speaking of which, how are you doing, <laughs> Lucanus? Uh, uh, hmm? How are you doing, buddy? He just sort of sits there, having no idea what's going on. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah? I mean, fine. I, I mean, you've been trapped up the last two days and stuck in here. That had to be pretty yeah, boring. We'll, we'll to, yeah, we'll get, we'll, we'll, get to, we'll get outside in, in the fresh air tomorrow. That'll be nice. <sighs> yeah, that, that sounds uh, that sounds good. Uh, do, you you want another drink there, buddy? Oh, of course. Uh, so I I go up and I get a I, I ask Leon for uh, uh like a w water in a stein, hoping that he's so drunk that he won't he can he can no longer tell what he's drinking, <laughs> and that it will just be water. Uh, yeah, I, I can do that. I, I actually did water down the last drink he had, but Thank you. this one is all water, yeah. Uh, so I, I bring that back and, and, and set it down. And I, I, I got one for myself, too, so it doesn't look super suspicious. Lucanus <laughs> cheers him and then drinks, like, the entire thing. Oh, vodka! Nice. Some some primo quality shit, huh? <laughs> There's no way that vodka and water are anything alike. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, when you're that drunk, you, when you're when that this drunk, drunk yeah. Uh, Cedric... He just saw that it was colorless, so I'm just going with it. <laughs> Cedric is like, are you sure that's a good idea? <laughs> I feel like maybe he shouldn't be drinking quite that much. I mean... <laughs> If we're going to leave tomorrow... I just, I just turn and I'm like, it's fine, Cedric. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. I mean, I guess you know more about elf, elf physiology than I do. So... Um, Alright, well, I guess I'm yeah, going to have another the, one. What is the transcription rate of elf alcohol dehydrogenases? Probably better than humans, but probably not as good as dwarves. It's got to be pretty, like, mystical, right? No, they actually... <laughs> Uh, the elf base race has a minus to their constitution oh, uh, ability snap. score. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so worse so, than yeah, humans. Janice is probably more drunk than okay. even Fletcher anticipates. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get to use some ye, ye olde aspirin. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to... Well, as we have dinner and are down here the rest of the night, I'm going to keep trying the water trick as, as often as I can. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. And it works. Yeah. It it starts to it starts to work. Like it's gonna take him a while. He probably still needs to sleep. It oh off yeah. Anywhere. No. But, yeah. I, I imagine he'll yeah. still he'll still go to bed drunk for the second time. Oh, yeah. today. <laughs> but Lucanus has no idea. He's like he's like an undergrad on their first drinking bender. Yeah. He just thinks he's drinking vodka. Yeah. But, you know, when he wakes up the next time, hopefully he'll be the better for it. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, I guess you all go to bed? Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, after that. Yeah, we dinner and do that. sort of stumbles up the stairs, and he goes to sleep holding a beer mug like a teddy bear. We went up at the same time to oh, make sure okay. that he went in his room. Right. Rather yeah. than sit at the bar. You like do the thing where you put his arm under his head and roll him on his side and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Um so yeah, you you're good to fast forward to morning. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. Alright, then it is uh Salunum, the eighth day of Bloom Run. Um, and you wake up. Uh anybody choosing to be the first one to wake up? Uh, I feel like Cedric is always the first one up, but he spends so long praying, uh, like, it, like in his room. Like it's he's at least in there for forty five minutes typically. So like gives everybody else a chance to beat him downstairs. Um, but uh, yeah. while you're while you're awake and praying, you do notice um, you can hear the sound of rain on the roof. Not super heavy, but it is it is tapping away on the roof and the windows. So, Lucanus comes down and orders a, a breakfast, and, um, uh, what's, like, the fatty, Leon, what's the, like, the, the kind of fattiest, hangoveriest food thing you have on the menu? Uh, I've got, uh, the full Tenubrian breakfast, it's got sausage and tomatoes and beans and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, eggs. It's a full English breakfast. Um, can you give me another fortitude save and see how Things you? Yeah, <laughs> see how you made it through the night with all that water and whatever. Oh, this I'm definitely up and down there. Wait, wait. Sorry, that all happened at once. What? Uh, seventeen. Okay, yeah, you're feeling a lot better. I mean, like, still not a hundred percent, but like, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, you feel better. <laughs> He's hungover. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like it's not like like deathly hungover though. Like you're you're functioning. Yeah. Just give him some sunglasses and a Red Bull. He'll be fine. <laughs> no, he's, he's in his he's in his he's in his robe, which is like obviously like a security blanket right now. Like you know those Aww. hangovers where it's like, yeah, I shouldn't be out of bed today, but you are. Mm -hmm. That's where he's at. Good. 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 Should <laughs> should be fun for adventuring. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. Leon just sort of keeps an eye on you while he does things. Yeah, and he the the drink he has, by the way, is water. It's not alcoholic because he has to work today. <laughs> um, Marvelous. Yeah, when Cedric comes downstairs, he sits down next to you with his breakfast. He's like, "How you doing, buddy? How you feeling?" I'm doing good. Yeah, you look a little. Uh... I mean, I'm not feeling great, but you know. I mean, you look a little rough. Yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> All right. Well. Maybe take it a little easier next time. <laughs> Lucanus just sort of shrugs and continues on his, his breakfast. He's kind of eating it slow in spurts, but it's going down, much to his surprise. 
<laughs> Don't say the word spurts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how long does it take? Does so? I guess K is not there yet. Doesn't sound like it. Nope. <laughs> K, I guess, like wakes up and contemplates life a little bit. I'm guessing she has the day off from deliveries. Yeah, I mean the the delivery thing is not like super constant. Um, so yeah, there are time like there's plenty of time. You know, you, you and Azzy hang out a lot and other things. Like yeah. Okay. Um, and we are adventuring, so she like picks up her armor and stuff. So she'll need that, and then like puts it back down, and then like looks at her crossbow. And then, like, sits back down on her bed and, like, gets some gumption. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you got to kind of work yourself up to it. Um, But do you eventually get up and go to the marked bird? I do, eventually. But I don't put it on. I carry the armor there. Okay. Um... Protest. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's, like, she has, like, a tank top and leggings on. It's not like she's walking out of the house naked or anything. She's underage. <laughs> um, are you are you just bringing your armor and your weapons? Or are you bringing like a backpack of things? Like, yeah, I guess you'll bring the backpack of things. Okay, good. The crossbow is unceremoniously shoved into the backpack of things, which is not tied closed. <laughs> and if it could get any lower on her back, it would be dragging on the ground. Oh yeah, awesome. <laughs> Loose book bag straps. <laughs> Uh, that's gotta be a big bag. <laughs> Crossbows are so awkwardly shaped. <laughs> I didn't say it was in there well. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> when you walk in the door, Cedric is again incredibly cheerily excited to see you. Kay! Have you had breakfast? I, I haven't, actually. Leon! Breakfast with Kay! Oh, of, of course. Good morning, Kay. How are you? Good morning. I'm, you know, hanging in there as well as most people can hang in. As, yeah? Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Um, Peter left a, a new book for you. He, he thought you might uh, like it. Um, and he's got, it's just, you know, like a little book with a red leather cover. Um, and he just passes it across the bar. Uh, he said it was a, uh, a story like the ones you like to read, so. No, that's nice. Thank you. She picks it up and starts like leafing through it. Does it have a title? Um, yeah, you like adventure stories, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this one is The Mists of the Moor. Uh, so should today we should you know just go into a river. It should be should just be a nice a nice time uh, outside today, I think. Yeah. Last week was supposed to just be a nice jaunt through a field. Yeah, also, it's raining. I don't know if you guys noticed. I mean, I assume you did, Kay, because you're kind of wet. But... (laughs) 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 Sounds like it's raining outside, so that'll be fun, I guess. Uh, Are you you allergic to rain? No. No, I just, you know... Did you not... Oh, there's no rain underground. (laughs) There... There is it's no rain on the water, Cedric. <laughs> sky water. I know about rain. They oh, had boy. rain when I was on the boat. I was on the boat for like a month on the way over here. It was, you know, I experienced rain. 
Lucanus, Lucanus is so hungover, he doesn't really quite know what to talk about, so he's like, so what was your first experience with Rain like? Uh, he just said, the boat. That was literally the previous sentence. Is he okay? <laughs> Didn't you guys take care of him last night? He's hungover. He, he will be okay. Uh, yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Um, yeah, um, uh, my first experience with rain was, uh, was on the boat, so it was very exciting. Uh, yeah, it made me feel excited because of the rain, which was new and different. I liked that. Good, so you'll be excited to go adventuring in the rain today to figure out the stuff with the fish. Yeah. Yep, I'm always excited to go adventuring. I'm less excited to go adventuring. I think I honest. killed them. We're not going to make it because they don't want to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All it took was one rainstorm. Uh. <laughs> I want to go see the fish, guys. All right. Uh, well, I mean... I, I, feel like, I feel like fishies are what I need right now. I'm done with... Uh... My breakfast. I'm ready to go whenever you guys are. Yeah. All right. Um. So just as a reminder, um. So you guys are heading to the river. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Okay. So um. Yeah. So you know that like in order to get to the river, you kind of have to go like out of kind of like the north part of town and through the grasslands a little to get to like an accessible part of the river. So it's going to take you like probably most of the morning to get there. Okay. Yeah. I have a so, question. Yeah. In my armor, is there like a giant stab wound hole from you know where I got stabbed because it's leather and stuff? Um, that's a great question. I feel like a lot of D and D players and DMs and the people who wrote the books just sort of like wave their hands about that. Like if you're playing World of Warcraft, you have to repair your armor yeah. because it gets holes in it. In D and D, people are just kind of like, eh. um. But yeah, it does. <laughs> um, but as to that affecting its efficacy as armor, the rules don't say no. So, you know, it's it's still good armor, apparently. Cool. I feel like it's, it's like, if it's like, the only thing that really gets mentioned is stuff getting, like, burned. Like, like, yeah. this, like a total destruction of things makes yes. it so it's like, you can't use that anymore. But, like... Damage is like oh well you know yeah it's so fine. he just like holds like, up her armor and just like puts her fist through and is like <laughs> <laughs> I mean if you want to get it repaired you can if you guys want us to come up with a metric for keeping track of how much damage your armor takes until you can't use it anymore we can um, yeah let's do that second uh, one yeah uh, hey uh, hey Kate can I can I see that for a minute I I might be able to. I might be able to fix it a little bit. <laughs> she hands it over, doesn't say anything, just gives him the... Alright. Uh, I'm going to cast Mending on the hole. That's why I was chuckling. Um, <laughs> let me check to make sure... Because I, I know it's limited because it's a low-level spell, so it's limited in what it can do. Yeah. But you are trusting Cedric with clothes. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not repair. dirty. It just has a hole in it. Yeah, it's not yeah. clothes. It it's armor. It repairs small breaks or tears. Mm -hmm. It was um, like a... You can fix. It'll just get a stain. 
Yeah, yeah. It's it's dirtier now, but <laughs> the hole is gone. The stain just appears. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Apparently, mending works to f- fill the hole. Um. Ciao. Yeah. So I like uh. So I like kind of like pinch the leather together and just kind of like make like a zipper motion with my fingers. Uh. And and it just kind of like heals up. Uh. And there's just like kind of a big like. There's still like a kind of a scuff mark there but it almost looks like a like a scar that was in the leather like before it was leather um okay like takes it back and like pokes it incredulously more didn't see he's, nice well now you've got solid armor he's good at uh fixing stuff you know um but not cleaning stuff no not a not a super good cleaning god but you know That's making funny. stuff and fixing stuff that's us dwarves Cedric well, flexes. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Glad to help. That's that's what we're here for, right? It's like helping each other out. Yeah. Aww. <clears throat> we're a team. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so the reason I was mentioning that um, it's going to take you, like, most of the morning, like, you anticipate you could get to the river around midday is just in case you wanted to pack any extra supplies. Um, but I didn't know if that was a thing you wanted to do or not. I packed well, I mean, some stuff. Lucanus hasn't really used... Lucanus, like, has 30 days of rations, and he hasn't really used them, as far as I know, because he just tends to, like, hunt and eat things as he goes, so... Uh, Cedric has not brought any snacks at all. <laughs> In that I feel like I have my usual loosely uh, holding a crossbow. Are we ready then? Yep. Okay. Physically, yeah. <laughs> Mentally. <laughs> okay. Um. So. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Kay. <laughs> um. So Kay leads you. I'm assuming Kay is leading you out of town since she knows the direction. Of things, yeah. I feel like we've gotten better <laughs> at that. I mean, you it's have. where we headed out before. I feel like we're all kind uh, of heading. No, this is in a different direction than you've gone before. Mm. Mm. Um, so when you went out to the farms before, that was to the east. Going west, um, right? And you went to the yeah, and you went to the fort, which was on the west. But now you're going kind of north and then west. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we don't know where the like town, like the exit. But weren't we originally headed towards the river when we left, like when we went to the farms the first time? Wasn't that like our plan before we ran into Bedware? No, but we didn't get very far. I don't okay. think we even made it outside the city. Well, we did. We made it to the farms. Oh. But. Do you remember why you reason, went to the I farm? think we were nope. going to go see it. I think we were going to go to the river, and then we met like some farmer guy who was oh. like, hey, help me, and then we did. Yes. And then his friend died. Yes, we did. Oh. <laughs> That just makes and then his sad. friend died. <laughs> that his friend died. Yeah. Okay, now all right, I, mean, I that, remember now. That's one of the two phrases that I like to put into conversations just when the story gets boring. It's either and then his friend died, or and that's when the cannibalism started. <laughs> well, Cedric did not bring any snacks, so there's still uh, hope for both of those. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, um, so yeah, you, you navigate your way out of town um, through like the north gate in the wall, um, and you enter into the grasslands. So again, the grasslands sort of take up this whole 
portion of the continent um, outside of uh, New Seychester. Um, so yeah, you are going to be making it through the grasslands again, sort of north and west to get to the river. So who wants to sort of head up that part of the navigation? Lucanus is heading up the rear to watch to watch over everyone, as you know, a good bodyguard does. I am not going first. <laughs> well, it shouldn't be Cedric. <laughs> Just say, I mean, like, there's no way, there's no way the rest of the party trusts Cedric to lead. So. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, I'm probably walking like alongside Cedric. Nobody. People always talk about D and D as if everyone marches everywhere in a single yeah, file, like kindergartner right. line. Right. No, but like I don't think we are. You don't oh, have yeah. to be in a line right now. No. No. Yeah. I think it's, I I think think it's kind of probably meandering. more of a because Lucanus always like heads up the back of the party since that's where ambushes happen. I mean, you could be. We're off to see the wizarding for all I care. Um, I just wanted to know who was like deciding which direction you were walking. I mean, Kay could be like could be saying things, but I think Cedric, Cedric and I are in front of her. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's like the two yeah. of us, and she's like behind us. She can kind of be like, oh, like we'll go like head, to- head towards those trees. Okay. Like, um, yeah. so if Kay is giving directions, then Kay, I need you to make a survival check. Well, now we're fucked. And Lucanus, <laughs> and Lucanus is keeping track or uh, keeping watch for ambushes. So give me a perception check. All right. Hope we don't get ambushed immediately. Once we're outside, we can kind of just keep heading that direction. Not too bad. A wet check, Cheryl. A survival check. Yes. Mm. I got a fifteen. I have absolutely nothing in that. Oh, and what's my perception bonus? Because I know I have a perception bonus. So is this a D twenty plus my modifier? I did not have time to get organized. All right. I got a fourteen. Perception is your listen if it's on your character sheet or or spot check. That's the one we like made up. That's a combination of two. Yeah, uh perception for me is three. No. Wait. It's four. Okay, and you rolled a fifteen, so that would give you a nineteen total, right? Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, so you're alert and uh, feeling much better, especially with the fresh air and the little bit of cool rain on your face. Um, so you're keeping watch as best you can, but you don't see anything. You don't see anything out and about on the grasslands. So, you know there might be some birds and things, but it, nothing, nothing big or scary. Um, Kay, with a 14 on survival, yeah, you give um, the the guys the general direction that you need to travel and again it's not like you're trying to hit a bullseye here like you're looking for the river so as long as you walk in you know pretty much the right direction you should hit it eventually um is there anything you guys would like to discuss while you are walking through the grasslands this morning i mean i'm always down to talk about moradin if you guys want to talk about moradin um <laughs> i feel like we should be talking about the lucanus drink virgin situation that is something, yeah. So, Kay, yeah, do you have any ideas about the whole... So, yeah, so you know... Okay, so we told you last night kind of quickly that we saw the, the, the bounty sign for uh, Lucanus. Do, do you remember us telling you about that? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, long story short, we figured out that Wurgent has put out a bounty on Lucanus claiming that uh, Carissa was his daughter 
and uh, so he is a very bad stepfather. Yeah, uh, and so we're uh, you know. So we had Lucanus basically had to lay low the whole time we were in town because we were worried that somebody would you know recognize him. But it doesn't have like a picture or anything like that. It just said like a tall man with swords and looks scary, which is true. Wow. Yeah. That's ninety percent of the town. I mean, (laughs) honestly, guys, this is what honestly, guys, this is what the robe is for. I mean, if he really if he really knew what I looked like and wanted to find me, he just would have said the word elf. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that. I think that helps a lot because you could be like, "I'm not that guy. That guy sounds human." Yeah. Or well. orcish. All right. So Lucanus is up for bounty and has been drinking in his room for the past two days. Anything else I should know about? Um, I bought two new shirts. Congratulations. Anything else? <laughs> uh. Whatever happened to that head? Did you guys tell her about the head? Yeah. Yeah, we told yeah, her about that, the head. That was one of the things we told her about. Uh, yeah, that you got rid of it. Did they say anything? Uh, yeah, like like we said, the the captain I mean, was appreciative of what we told her, but honestly, I she kind of seemed not surprised enough that there are suddenly orcs here. She was just like, oh yeah, orcs are everywhere else. I guess they're here now. Which, to me, seemed odd. You'd think you'd be worried about a threat suddenly appearing. But she wouldn't well, I mean, seem interested in, like... I that she might actually give a shit about anyone in the town, which, you know, is arguable. Oh, are the the military, are they not super proactive about town stuff? This is why we need you around, Kay. We didn't even know who to talk to. Oh, that's the other thing. We were going to go talk to the Greens, but turns out they're gone. I don't. You might. Oh. Maybe you know that, but yeah. Apparently, they just left town. Um, Probably because the orcs are coming. I Wait, mean, do you think they knew? Beef with the orcs? I don't know. If you're like a fancy rich guy in a fancy rich mansion, and I don't know. You think? I mean, we can't be the only people who almost died at the hands of orcs, right? Sure. So, like, you think yeah. he would leave? Yeah, I mean, also, isn't he being blackmailed by Suwan and, like, his shipping empire right. collapsed? Right, now he has two reasons to leave. Yeah. I mean, he could be on vacation. No one takes vacation here. Where would you even vacation to? Yeah, we live in, a, like, a tropical paradise, basically. Okay, <laughs> um, you you do know, because Jay told you, um, they left to go back to Tenibria because it was, uh, the parents decided it was time for Janet to do her coming out in society for the summer season thing. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. And Jay was a little crestfallen because maybe it was also a way for them to get her away from him and you know, introduce her to young men of her station kind of thing. Yeah. All right, well, yeah. Well, apparently they went back to where they came from, so that way they're... That way Janet can, I don't know... I don't I don't understand. Like, go and, and do a, a thing that young women do? Anyway, my brother thinks that it's just, like, a big scam, so that way she doesn't date him. Aww. But anyway, she's not here. They're not here. Aww. They went and did some, like, I don't know, upper rich royal class thing and not here. That's too bad, but at least they're safe. They yeah. they weren't really ever un- unsafe. I mean, they're blackmailed, but well, I mean, from the, the other people have ships. They'll just go blackmail them where they came from. Yeah, that's true. 
I'm sure Solan knows. Even if they left, I'm sure she knows where they live in Tenebria. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I and mean. That, well, that's that's all. Well, thanks for, I don't know, handling everything while I was busy. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's what teammates do. Yeah. It's it's good to know that you guys can, you know, accomplish things without me. <laughs> yeah, but it is very hard. I will keep that in mind. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, we figured out what that potion was. We talked to Fluvis uh, and Fluvis's uh-huh. friend, the gnome. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but and... mainly Fluvis. <laughs> Switch that. <laughs> we talked to Pop. We talked to Pops and. His helper, Fluvis. <laughs> well, wait. How do we know that Pops isn't Fluvis' helper? Did anybody, else notice that he winked when, did anybody else notice that he winked at us when he called us plucky? What was that about? You're plucky. What's the potion? It's a universal solvent. Oh, yeah. It dissolves sticky stuff, apparently. That's it? Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, if we ran into another giant spider, it might be useful. True. All right. Or another orc. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try and not run into any more orcs. That's why That's why you're keeping a lookout. If you see something from far away that's orc-shaped, we leave. Yeah, if you see that something, say something. Lucanus is still keeping an eye out on the horizon. All right. Um, well, pretty soon, because um, I'm assuming you're scanning sort of in every direction, um, you see sort of that characteristic like dip in the landscape that indicates you might be coming to a body of water. Um, and so you guys do wind up approaching uh, what you can see and hear is the river. Um, <clears throat> I'm assuming you're here to investigate, yes? Yes. yes. All right. Um, so... Uh, can I have perception checks from everyone? And then anyone who is trained in knowledge nature can also give me a uh, separate knowledge nature check. Nature check! <laughs> oh, maybe I should just put po- things in that. Uh, <laughs> I got oh, wow. it, too. Cool. 22. For your perception? But my bonus is three. Yeah, I got it, too. I also got it, too. Okay. But I got an eight total. Oh, it just rocked forward, and it's a 12. Should I re-roll? <laughs> I if it, was, it wasn't stable on my phone. I was going to say, if it was if it was cocked or whatever, try it again. <laughs> I'll, I'll re-roll. I thought it was stable. Oh, it's a one, so <laughs> this was not meant to happen. <laughs> no, but you're doing an excellent job keeping your eyes out for bad guys, so you're just not as interested in the river. Um, okay, and then Kay, you got a what? An eight. And eight. Uh, Kay, is, Kay is like she's not in it right now. Did it, yeah, yeah. Cedric, what's your perception? I got a twenty-two. Woohoo! Uh, and Fletcher, are you the only one with knowledge nature? Yep, I got a, a total of twenty perception, and then I got a natural twenty and a total twenty-four for nature knowledge. Holy Woo! crap! <laughs> All right. Um. Well, okay. Most valuable player. <laughs> Cedric is like, or Fletcher is like, I wrote my dissertation on rivers and river health. <laughs> I know that. This is a third order river. <laughs> All right. Um, so... Yeah, this is just like, I think it's wet. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, yeah. 
it's wet. Um, and it's still slightly drizzling, although the the rain seems to be petering out here at the you know just after midday point. Um, Fletcher, as you sort of you're all standing on the bank and you sort of start looking up and down and around and just sort of standing still and listening. Um, there aren't any things around. No frogs, no snakes, no herons, no kingfishers. There's just there's nothing hanging out. There's no mammals uh, swimming in the water, nothing drinking. It just, it's very quiet and still. Um, nothing drinking, not even Lucanus. Huh. And both Fletcher and Cedric, Cedric, you don't necessarily know notice that there are animals missing, um, but both of you notice that um, the surface of the river looks like shiny in some patches, like almost iridescent, um, and a bunch of like back eddies, um, or you know, like where there are stones sticking up out of the river, you can see there's this foam and there's sort of like a bad smell coming off of the river, and just, like, the water doesn't look awesome. Um, the bad smell's kind of like rotting eggs. Hmm. Silent Spring. Well, this smells great. Hmm. Uh, is in a bit of a bad mood because of his hangover. Well, there's definitely, there's definitely something wrong with this water. Cedric goes there. down to the water and, like, scoops some of it up in his hand and tastes it, just like Pop did. Uh, hold on. Wait, let me read in my notes what happens when you do that. <laughs> you didn't want to test any of my specialty drinks because you're worried they're all going to hurt you, but you drink the water in the river. Well, last episode like, we had this whole conversation about, like, how to how you would identify chemicals and things like that. Um, uh, yeah, you did. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, uh, no, 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 no. Well, either uh, way, Cedric is going to taste very bad right now. Um, give me uh, two fortitude saves. Oh. One after the other. Um, okay, that's a 17 and a 15. Okay. Ooh, Oops, actually, sorry, one. that's an 18 and a 16. An 18 and a 16, yeah. okay. Oh my god, why won't this die? For frick's sake! First it was on my um, on my coaster, then it was on my mouse pad, then it wanted to fall on the floor. Okay, uh, Cedric, um, it tastes awful. <laughs> it tastes awful. Like, horrifyingly bad. Like, you, you, you can't swallow. You spit it out. Um, but your hand and the inside of your mouth are tingly. Like, painful tingly, and you take one point of non-lethal acid damage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> he drank the water. I can't. I just can't. <laughs> um, oh, God. Oh, He's just, like, spitting onto the ground. <laughs> that, that good, huh? It's really bad. It, like, I mean, given given the fact that the fish that came from here was bad enough to get Leon punched in the face, you kind of short, you kind of sort of figured that. Oh. Should have figured that. Oh, uh, it's are you like, okay. Yeah, like it like burned the inside of my mouth. Like it's all, oh, it's all tingly and uh, like uh, like burny and all like, oh, my hand. Look, look how pepper? red my hand is. It's all like, ugh. And it tingles too. It like it's like you know when you fall asleep on it and then you wake up and it's all tingly. It's like that, but also it feels like it got burned a little bit. 
Oh, God. Ugh. It tastes really so bad. So not like peppers, then. Yeah. Mm, it tastes like, um, uh, like, um, oh, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. Like the water that they, um, quench metal in, you know? How it has to get, like, slick on top of it after a couple of decades? Um... <laughs> I can't say I've had that experience, but I'm glad that you kind of know what you're looking at. Maybe, yeah. uh, Cedric, maybe you should come back up uh, uh, away from the bank of the river and find a puddle or something since it's been raining to kind of rinse off your hand. Oh, yeah. Does and maybe any... not, you know, drink the puddle water. Don't drink the puddle water. Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't drink the yeah. puddle water. Cedric, Cedric just left. Like, I brought, we brought water, right? Because, like, we're adventuring, so I, like, hand him, like, the water. Do you have a water skin? Do you have a water skin? I don't know. Is it in, like, the right, is it in the water thing? What? (laughs) Not very specific. Is is there a water skin in your backpack? (laughs) Um, Is it with, like, the, the trail rations? That's I think I actually have a water skin in mine. Let me... Oh, no, I, I do. Have I one. have it written down. I have a water skin. <laughs> yep, I do as well. So this is where I we test to see if they water. actually have the things they need. Right. Okay, you give Cedric some um, water. Canis, yeah. Canis Cedric rinse out your mouth. Water skin. <laughs> yeah. I rinse out my mouth and like like wash my hand off. Um, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> it feels less tingly. Still a little red. Do I? Is there anything weird about with the plants along the bank? The like the riparian plants. Um, some of the ones that are closest to the water and, like, you think, like, yeah, their roots might be right in it kind of thing, um, especially the smaller plants. Like, the trees don't necessarily look, because there are a few trees and shrubs along here, even though the, the land farther away from the river is grassland. They, there are a few trees and things here and shrubs and stuff. Um, those, the woody plants mostly look okay, but a lot of the forbs and the grasses that are close to the water's edge, um, they look, yeah, a little, a little sad. Um, it's not like they're dehydrated, they're not, like, droopy, but, like, the color just seems off, or, you know, they seem a little stunted for this point in the season, yeah. Hmm, well, we should, if there's something wrong with the water, we should probably follow the river upstream and see if we can figure out where this is coming from. Yeah, because that doesn't sound dangerous at all. Sure, why not? Are there any dead animals around? Uh, make another perception check. One. <laughs> I mean, you're having a hard time focusing on one thing today. Also, the smell is kind of getting to you, and like that, you know, you're still not entirely over the hangover. The smell is kind of making you like want to back up and maybe not investigate the river so much. It's not great. My roles today are very bimodal. So what are you going to do? Just, like, head upstream, I guess? I mean, there's obviously nothing to catch in the water, so the net doesn't seem like it's particularly useful. Yeah. Do we take a sample of it, of the river water? Yeah, Fletcher, don't you have some, like, empty little glass jars? Yeah, we can take some. Maybe let's take them along the way to see if we get a change. Uh, if, that, and if, if, like, the shine of the water goes away or starts to diminish... Um, we know that we've maybe, you know, gone past the source. If it goes away, we're too far upstream, and it can help us kind of uh, pinpoint what's going on if it's a point source instead of a non-point source. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you just said, but that sounds smart, so let's do that. Yeah, okay. That sounds good. How big is this river? Uh, it's pretty broad. 
Um, like you can't really see the other side from where you are. Right oh wow! Now. Like oh, it's, wow. it's pretty big. Yeah. So, yeah, so we're there's, so we are yeah we're on this bank. Then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, you you remember uh, Tabrim cautioned you, or mostly cautioned Kay, to not try to like swim in it because it's very powerful and very big. That makes sense. We're near the coast, so this river would be sort of at the end of its watershed and be super wide and flowing <laughs> out into the ocean. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So you you estimate that like if you wanted to get across it, like for the bird harvest or whatever else, um, that you would probably need some sort of conveyance across. Mm. 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 Well, then I guess we're, we're walking. Yeah. Yep. So I guess we'll not be able to go get those birds until we get, like, a boat or something like that. I don't know how we're going to... Yeah, I mean, I mean to this, be honest, yeah. I don't need to pay me to get like into that really water right idea, now. Guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I definitely yeah, wouldn't I swim in it. My hand is still kind of tingly. Look, did you see how red it is? He's Very like red. shoving it in yeah, well, That's what you get for touching like doom water. Like I don't know what to tell you. Ooh, doom water. I don't know who looks at like the bubbling, putrid, like smelly, <gasps> doomy doom, and is like, you know what? I think that looks delightful. I'm just going to take a small sip. You know what? I should have done. Should have done this before. Cedric I mean, walks down to the creek. Okay, does it like walks down the bank again? Guy who eats rats that does this? Uh, so. Uh, yeah, Cedric walks down um, to the to the water again and casts Detect Poison. <laughs> 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 I should have done this before. Uh, it feels like, like you could have done that without shoving it in with your, your mouth first. <laughs> um, Why okay. waste, you know, magical energy when you can just, like, accidentally kill yourself instead? Well, tell me, tell me what you're supposed you to... You just did this with your tongue! <laughs> So, uh, you determine whether a creature, object, or area has been poisoned or is poisonous. You can determine the exact type of poison with a DC 20 wisdom check. A character with the alchemy skill, which I don't have, blah, 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 blah. Um, the spell can penetrate barriers, but one foot of stone, in, uh, an inch of common metal, a sheet, thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt blocks it. Okay, so basically, you don't need to worry about that. Okay, so basically, I get I can tell whether it's been poisoned, and if I get up over a twenty on a wisdom check, I know what type of poison it is. Okay, is that a thing you're doing? Can I? You can try anything. <laughs> this is you can try. We're playing D and D. You can try anything. <laughs> you can try. Uh, I mean, you drink the water. That's... Yeah, right. <laughs> Wasn't prepared for that, but here we are. Is this, by the way, is this um? Is this Cedric uh, explaining the spell to the group? Uh, no, that was just him making sure that we were both on the same page for what he right. could get from the spell. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, okay, so first of all, is it poisoned? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alright, I got 11 of my wisdom <laughs> yeah. checks, so I don't know what kind of poison it is. So we know it's poison. Hey, guys. It's a spicy poison. <laughs> guys, yeah, guys, um, yeah, it's definitely poisoned. It's definitely poisoned, yeah. Yep, yep. Are you doing it with yeah. the fingers? That yeah, you yeah, exactly. Like, like I, I, like this is like I'm like, yeah. like, yeah. like a, a glow comes out of my hand as I like hold it over the river. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, guys. Okay, it's definitely poisoned. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Do you know what kind of poison? Uh, that seems like it might be useful. Nope. Nope. Just like uh. Do you know where it came from? Uh, I mean, upstream, I guess. I just know that yeah. this water right here is poisoned. And you didn't know that before after you drank it? When you drank it? 
in your mouth? (laughs) (laughs) And it burned you? (laughs) Well, okay, there are lots of things that can burn you that aren't poison, like um, fire. Hmm? Is the river on fire? Is the river fire? (laughs) (laughs) No, but it could be some kind of, like, magical water or something. I don't know. Maybe it's... Is is does acid count he as just, a poison? Like, turns around and starts walking upstream. Right, guys. Lucanus, I feel like we should Lucanus argue about whether acid over, is poison Lucanus or not. Over to the yeah, river. I'm walking upstream. Yeah, guys, Lucanus where are you going? Over to the river and use. Lucanus walks over to the river and uses a flint and steel to try to set it on fire. Do I need to roll for this? The fact that the fact that the GM has to check their notes for this is concerning. <laughs> I mean, okay, so I like I made a lot of notes and I was like, oh, they'll try this or they'll try this in the river, and you've tried two things that were not on my list, even though I thought I'd made exhaustive notes, so now Way to describe being a DM in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna drink the poison and then we're gonna try to recreate the Cuyahoga River. <laughs> yes, yes, that is exactly what I was trying to do. Okay, it's just stomping upstream, not particularly quickly, but stomping. Yeah, upstream I'm, I'm going upstream too. Okay, it was uh, like five minutes ago that I was like, we should be heading upstream to find the source. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, you're walking on the bank, I assume. Yes. yes. Okay. And a little uh, bit up, yeah. we're kind of a, a little bit above, like. The smell that's over, I kind yeah, of went up and out. Right. We're in, yeah. we're in slightly fresher air, a little bit higher up. Cool. Um, Lucanus, the uh, so you're you're just like flint and steel, like above the river, like hoping to catch fumes. I guess is what you're going for. Yeah, I'm trying okay. to land the um, I'm trying to land the sparks on the um, on the slicks to see if they'll ignite. Okay. Um, nothing seems to ignite. Um, when you do that. Okay. Well. Guys, it doesn't look like it's flammable, whatever it is. That's good. Kay is out of earshot. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're telling Cedric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, like, following you guys' like, footprints Cedric's in the ground. Future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, so you're walking up, so you're on the eastern bank of this river, and you're walking upstream. Uh, how far upstream are you going from where you first met the river, I guess. Um, basically, watching for where, uh, you know, as the slicks um, become more prevalent or, the, or there's, a, like, a worsening of things, it seemed like we're getting towards where it's coming from, where it'd be more concentrated. Um, and, and at the same time, like, if there's suddenly no more smell or foam or anything, we know we've gone too far. So it's kind of just looking for the signs that uh, of what we saw further down the river. Okay, um, yeah, so I guess, like, how, how far are you walking in, like, time? Oh. Uh, yeah. Or, or distance. Um. I, I assume we, we walked for a little while and, like, Cedric and Lucanus catch up with Fletcher and Kay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys... Kay yeah. really kicks a rock into the river. <laughs> it bloops into the water. <laughs> um, yeah, but as far as, like, like, you walk, you know quite a ways, probably, you know, 100, 200 yards, maybe even yeah. 300 yards, um, and it's, I mean, the river is about the same, you know, distance across and about the same level of, ick, uh, 
Yeah, you're getting the feeling, Fletcher, with that amazing nature check earlier. Um, <laughs> you're getting the feeling that this is like the main riverine artery, maybe of this entire continent. Um, it's huge. Um, so you have a feeling that it might drain like a lot of very large watersheds, yeah. and that's why it's so big. And yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you you're getting the feeling that like you might have to walk for like days to this get to a point anywhere. Yeah, to get to a point where, like, the river is narrower or, yeah. Yeah. This is a lot of water. Yeah. So it's starting to seem like this may not be something coming into the Cochreal River. It might be coming into one of the tributary rivers that could be coming from almost anywhere else on Arda, probably, and draining in here. So I don't know if we're going to be able to solve this, you know, right now by walking and trying to find where it's coming from. Uh, so maybe we take, we collect maybe a couple we more samples. Sample back to yeah, try to identify. The, yeah, identify what it is at least, and maybe I can give the nets back to our friend because I'm pretty sure if they go into the river, they'll get dissolved. Thanks, Cedric, for, you know, helping with that assessment. Sure, really glad dissolve? to be of service. I mean, I don't know. I'm not reading my, my friend's net, though. My tongue was kind of dissolved a little bit, so. Yeah. See. Uh, I, yeah. So you're saying this might be like a kind of a couple of day trip, or more, because who, you know, if there's many tributaries coming to this, we could walk and walk and walk and keep checking each tributary to see if it's clean running into this river or not. And if it's not, you have to just keep going to the next one. So maybe it would make sense to identify what it is, and if yeah. it's like some common pollutant, maybe someone in or around in like you know the neighboring. I mean, there's obviously neighboring places. We've met a like we've met some people from the places that were outside the city. Like maybe they would know whatever this whatever the chemical is or the stuff the sludge is. Yeah. Maybe they, like, if we identify it, other people would know, like, if where it's being produced or <clears throat> being dumped or something. Maybe it could even be naturally occurring. When it started. And could if they knew when it occurring? started, they might be able to tell us where it started. What do you mean it could be naturally occurring? There are things that you can have a natural uh, phenomenon that, you know, there's an earthquake or, or something happens that changes a, a you know the fundamental structure of something in the earth that releases a substance that then can access other areas it wasn't able to access Do before. Do your rivers just pour out sludge naturally where you come from? Have you ever walked through a swamp and disturbed the muck and allowed a bubble of methane to escape? That no, could be I've what is happening. Oh. Well, that's we what could be those, happening. <laughs> we call those river farms. I've been to university. <laughs> Ooh, fancy. I've, um... Yeah, now I want to know if Fletcher's ever actually walked through a swamp or if you just know the example from a textbook. <laughs> Probably from a textbook. I mean, uh, have, have you ever left the walls of your university? Hmm? 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 Where am I right now, little girl? <laughs> oh! <laughs> well... We can't discuss makes the world. You left it once. Congratulations. We're the same. And I also didn't grow up in a university, so there's that, too. I didn't right. live in one place my whole life. I walked back down to the river to take some more samples. 
<laughs> she's gonna push back you down in. Down the river. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Janice, all okay. So. <laughs> Not acknowledge anyone. <laughs> I, I didn't know this was gonna p- be a PvP game, but here yeah, we are. I know. Um, <laughs> Peter and I are appalled. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I don't like a personal conflict. <laughs> I imagine Cedric is just like, oh my god, mom and dad are fighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While his mouth is still like numb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Fletcher, uh, I feel like uh, maybe you hurt Kay's feelings. <laughs> Fletcher right now is very much in a mode of, like, trying to, like, exhibit the... When people who think they know a lot desperately don't like people trying to tell them what to do because they feel like they're the ones who know, like, you know, Mm -hmm. that, like, academic syndrome um, (laughs) is what Fletcher is... is, uh, Experiencing? mm -hmm. No, what am I trying to... Like, modeling. Like, Mm -hmm. Like, that is what this is. So... Yeah, Cedric, you say that, and he's like, he's like, whatever. I'm the one who's right. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you are right. I mean, like, I've definitely seen. I mean, like the river, you know, not our river whenever I grew up, but like three caverns over, there was like a volcano eruption, and it definitely poisoned that river. So yeah, I mean, it did kind of smell like this too. Now that I think about it, uh, but. Still, I think I think you could be a little bit more polite about it. I mean, just saying. Oh yeah, I'll be polite to the person who disappeared for two days and left us hanging. Okay, okay. I haven't even looked at Cedric. Yes. I'm just like collecting samples. Right. Well, uh, but like, okay, but to be fair, she did get stabbed like really bad. And also, don't you remember what it's like being a child? I mean, like I was a kid, not on you know, like. 80 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, like when you know when you're in your 30s and everything is just like a raging like bunch of hormones and nobody understands you and you know like uh, everything just feels like too much and and you've got all that back knee and you know <laughs> all like all all your everyone wants you to do is just read uh, the books of Moradin but really what you'd like to be doing is collecting cool rocks you know be a you know middle aged <laughs> it's hard I mean I'm sure Kay is probably only like 35 or something like that she's still got a lot of growing to do <laughs> Uh-huh. As a 30-something, I feel seen. <laughs> Same. <laughs> this, this description is... Mm-hmm. I also Too just close. want to collect cool rocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, damn it. I should have... Never mind. <laughs> Got a retcon Cedric's backstory now. Same like rocks. <laughs> I know, I feel like there was a thing you hinted at in there we'll have to talk about later. That was great. Um, 
in this moment of absolute <laughs> tension when Veronica says we should have an interpersonal conflict check that you guys can roll, um, <laughs> how about we uh, how about we put all of that on hold and take our bio break? And uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. Thank you, Warioshi, for coming to hang out with us. You're a regular now, and we really appreciate you. Um, yeah, we're going to get some uh, refreshments. I'm going to get some more cold medicine. And we will BRB. <laughs> Action. Well, hey, everybody. We're back. We're still here. Joe will be back soon, so don't worry about it. Um, but we thought for our little breakout today... Um, we would talk about something that uh, Warioshi was asking about in the chat. Um, so you asked, uh, what is the opposite of imposter syndrome? Um, and I said it's the Dunning-Kruger effect. Um, and yeah, the cast all apparently have strong feelings about uh, the Dunning-Kruger effect in terms of like people they work with, both academics and non-academics. Um, so we thought that might be a good um, hot take to have this evening in our breakout session. <laughs> before we re-enter the action of the story and continue to deal with tension. Um, so yeah, who has strong feelings about academic attitudes, I guess we can call it. Wait. First, can you give us a definition of the Dunning-Kruger effect? Okay, so this is really hilarious and ironic. Um, so the Dunning-Kruger effect is the thing that I can almost never remember the name of which is like, it's a super funny thing for me to not be able to remember the name of. But basically it's this cool curve um, where, like, the axes are how much you think you know and how much you actually know. And then, um, so, like, people who know nothing often recognize that they don't know anything. But then you get to a certain point of, like, knowing some, but, like, thinking you know a lot. Um, and then it kind of goes back to, like, once you do know a lot, you realize how much you don't know. Um... So yeah, it's basically a way of exploring people who know a little bit about it, just not to be dangerous, are often caught explaining things that they don't really understand to someone who's an expert in that subject. Well, I feel like mansplaining is more of a conditional thing. Well, hi, Joe. Wait, Perfect what? timing. <laughs> what? Perfect timing. Hi, Joe. Welcome back. Hi. Like, so let's say that I was to explain... Like, if you were to explain weed biology to me or crop biology in the context of weed competition to me, that would be that would be different. Yeah, mansplaining has a whole sexism component to it. Yeah. <laughs> they think they know more than even an expert. And in that case, it's exacerbated because of sexism. Yeah, yeah. I have to I'm so sorry. We were just right. explaining what the Dunning Kruger effect. Oh, okay, so I just like jumped in right like right after we introduced. That was, that was perfect. Um but yeah, cool. I'm in, I'm inviting all of you to give us your spiciest takes on, on interactions with people about this. Please be nice. Um they don't be super nice. It's not a spicy <laughs> take if we're nice. Uh, well um, I'm just saying like don't I, call I out individuals. Like... <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, I have some very but... specific people. Can we I call like it the, Paltrow? The, the Dunning-Kruger effect is basically, like, how people describe, like, higher education. Like, you learn a little bit, like, in undergrad, you feel like you you know everything. And then by the time you start to learn a lot about a specific subject, if you're going through, like, a graduate program, you realize how much you don't know. You don't know and then you can only, yeah, you can only be an expert about, like, a small little thing. Um... And and so I feel like that's it's usually like the 
the evolution of like of of an like an academic or someone who's gone through like you know a higher education. Um, but but I feel like I had be having worked now that I am I'm not in academia and have no plans to be back in academia or be a researcher or anything like that. Um, I've kind of seen how much even though academics recognize that there's so much they don't know, except in their one little discipline, um, that still seems to like go away when they talk to people who they see as non-experts in something. So like the people I work with who are very much extreme experts in the things that they do, even if they haven't gone through a graduate program or whatever, um, it's assumed that they that they don't that they don't know anything and that the expert can tell them things about like any field or like any subject and not just their sub discipline that if they were speaking to another academic they would like constrain themselves to and I've, and I've I've just I've experienced that with people who have come through um, or, or when or would be like attend something um, there seems to be that I don't know if that's like like looking down upon people who are not academic researchers and assuming they do not know um, or have no expertise in anything um, when really they, they, they really, really do. Um, uh, yeah, I guess that, yeah, that's my non-academia take. Uh, I mean, sometimes it really, sometimes you really have to kind of define what an expert is because like, so I worked, at I worked in industry for a while, and the kind of mantra around industry is, you know, you're not going to be trusted as a scientist if you work in industry. Like, I've had communications people tell me that. And, of course, they told me this, um, you know, while I was probably working with uh, two or three journalists a week when, um, when asking an entomologist was um, a little bit more active, and... Um, you know, those journalists knew that I worked for industry, and uh, uh, um, they were fine with that. They just, you know, wanted to, a lot of this was stuff that was on background. So, which means that, you know, you give them the information that they need to ask questions, to ask good questions. So, I mean, those communications experts are, you know, certainly educated in what they do, but... I'm kind of one of those weird people where I can wield an ancillary skill set better than some people can wield their primary skill sets. And even though they're kind of the experts in it, I, um, you know, I've been in situations where I've obviously had more knowledge than quote unquote experts, which is kind of a weird situation to be in. <clears throat> Is that kind of a lag, or...? No. I think we're processing. I think we're all processing. Sorry. No. Well, I was just I was trying to think about how it ties back into the game, right? Because really what we're seeing here is we've got Fletcher, who's not an expert in, like, river systems, but is more knowledgeable than Kay, and we've got Kay, who's not knowledgeable in river systems, and Fletcher's being condescending. <laughs> but it's, it, it is interesting, because, like, Kind of, Kay is assuming that she knows that, like, natural systems are healthy, right? Like, she makes this statement, this, like, kind of bold statement about, like, well, obviously, 
nothing natural could make this river be this you know gross and kill the animals like that doesn't seem quote unquote natural right um but there are you know systems where that can happen and uh yeah i don't know and obviously fletcher handles it very badly um uh but minus one charisma yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but at the same time at the same time Kay also probably knows this landscape better than you know better than um fletcher and if this sort of thing had never happened before, you know, she would she would be aware of that. Of course, you know, maybe it's something like an earthquake that happens in 100-year cycles, and she might not be aware of that. Mm-hmm. So it just... Yeah, and, like, also, like, her sp- perspective is, like, you know, two months ago, for, like, healthy fish were coming out of the river, and now they are not. So, <laughs> right. like, she hasn't been there. But she can see the direct consequences of what's happening based on the merchants in the town. Right. Yeah. But. Yeah, I was like, when I, because um, I'm always like checking out lodges and stuff for for my business, and I never tell anyone why I'm there, because I, I don't want people to treat me differently because I might bring clients. I just want them to treat me how they are. And I remember, like, I went to this, I went to this lodge, and. I was like talking, to, like talking to their like, their guiding staff, and I was like, "Oh, here's some like common arthropods I've seen around here. Here's a little bit about their biology, and like all these things." Um, and one of the guys had volunteered at one of the other ecologists that I was volunteering in, so he knew me, and he like, and he knew like about like me and entomology and stuff. But I remember I was like talking to them about it at the dinner table, and the owner of the lodge literally stops and looks at me. He's like, "And what makes you an expert?" And I was like my master's degree in entomology he was like oh and I was like yeah like I said about this thing that's living two steps outside your front door that might be interesting to talk to tourists about (laughs) (laughs) no like how bold like you have someone who obviously is like is like trying to help you out you know and like help out your staff (laughs) like what makes you an expert Yeah, I have I have tons of stories. I have tons of stories about that from from industry and you know, essentially running a SciComm project on the side. So like there were there were times when people would like give me just basically unsolicited advice and I'm thinking of one or two specific people about like how to become a better science communicator and I mean, it's like they one of the people, one of the people who I'm thinking of, um, burned out so bad that um, it essentially turned like the entire, we'll just say internet, against them. And it's just, I can't go into more detail than um, than that without, you know, naming names or specific incidents or anything like that. But it's 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 very very frustrating speaking as somebody who is very very highly skilled in more than one discipline um, when those skills are ignored or diminished or belittled and that's I think that that's where a lot of um, a lot of sort of conflicts come from because I sort of I sort of view this thing between me and Kay as sort of what happens between agricultural biologists and growers. Like, I don't know how to farm. If you give me, a, you know, if you give me a tractor and a combine and plot me down on a field and tell me to make money, 
I'm not going to do that. Like, that is not what I do. But at the same time, when it comes to sort of small-scale crop biology or pest biology, in many ways I've probably forgotten more than growers have ever, like, known. But at the same time, um, they're out there every day looking at stuff, and a lot of times when we first detect invasive species, it is with grower input and, you know, stuff like that. So it's one of those things where, you know, there's certainly dueling expertises and certainly dueling perspectives, neither, neither one of which is more valid than, than the other. But, I see that like a lot here too. Like a lot of the local guides and stuff will just like talk about natural phenomenon that they've seen. Like I don't know. Like for me, obviously, because I do bug stuff. You know, they'll be like, "Oh, like the cicadas." Like one of the things, for example, is that the in one of in the cloud forest, the locals will call the cicadas the rain bears because they buzz in the afternoon, and that tends to be when it rains. Um, but it's like, and then. Like, you ask them, they all know, like, when there's natural cycles of things as well. So that, I think that was really interesting for me when I first got there because I was like, oh, it's the rainforest. They're, it's the same all year round, but it's, it's really not. There are, like, very distinct seasons, which I, thought, which I thought was really interesting. But, like, all the locals, like, know that stuff. They talk about, like, the natural phenomenons they see that are happening, and, like, they, they may not necessarily know, like, the geology specifically, but or the ecology specifically. Um, like one of the things here all the time that I've heard a bazillion times is you can only cut bamboo in a certain moon phase, which I forget what it is. And I have that same face, Cheryl. I, I was like, it's 2018 and you have to cut it, the moon. Everyone here. And all like, like one of my friends who owns a lawn, she's like, I've lost money on it. It's true. It's a thing. It's really a thing here. And, like, I, as a scientist, like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, right? But it's not. It's, like, it's a thing that has been passed down for thousands of years. And if you cut it the wrong moon, they, like, it gets full of holes. And I've had everyone from, like, builders to, um, to guides to archaeologists to, like, everybody... And it seems to me like if you cut it the wrong moon, then it's more prone to insect damage. But it's a thing. And I have that same... It took me three years to come to that conclusion. But, like, I don't know. And so it's really interesting because I think what's happening with, like, Fletcher's like, I'm the scientist. And Kay's like, I'm kind of like the local person. And I've had that experience, too. Like, I've been on the academic side being like, that is total bullshit. But it's just, I don't know. Like, eventually, there's just been... It hasn't just been, like you know, this one person says this one thing, like, off the cuff, you know, it's, like, literally everyone I've talked to and, you know, people who build lodges are, like, no, I've lost money over it because I didn't believe it. It's a thing. So, like, I don't know, I guess, like, <laughs> for, I feel okay with the local knowledge thing and I feel Fletcher with the scientific knowledge because I've actually been on both sides. <laughs> yeah, I have as well. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm sure all of us have. I mean, just, yeah. there, there are, th that whole interaction I think is so real in that there are so many times where you have differences in knowledge and differences in perceived knowledge of yourself and the other person you know and, and all of those things you know play into you know those interactions um, and I think we as people are very bad at communicating knowledge and you know 
assuming things about other people. I mean, I think as a, as a whole, humanity is very bad at that. So I think, um, yeah. I mean, I think, but, and it's also something that obviously all of us are very passionate about. I mean, like, that's why, that's how we know each other, right? Is we all do, you know, try and talk about science, at least in some capacity or have in some capacity online and, and, uh, wanted to continue doing that right like that's why that's why we have a podcast or a uh, live stream or whatever it, you know you, it, it's called um but uh yeah it's it, it's a i think that's a very real problem right like that's like the root of so many different issues like dunning kruger imposter syndrome mansplaining like all of these things are tied into this like we're bad at communication as as people and we we think we're better at it than we than we are and knowledge gaps exist and well but i mean yeah. there is there is a right way and a wrong way to do it i mean not only tact but um not only tact but also learning how to ask questions i mean it's not it's not necessarily it's not necessarily like binary either you screw up or you know you do it perfectly it's, yeah, I'd say there are a lot of right ways and a lot of wrong ways, right? Yeah, and even in terms of expertise, you know, one of the one of the points that I'm trying to make, which I don't feel like I'm making well at all, is that there's always a gradient. You know, there's there's academic expertise, practical expertise, um, knowledge that comes from experience, and what makes people an expert. You know, you're going to have varying degrees of all of that. Mm -hmm. So. Speaking of gradients, I feel like we all had a different uh, gradient of skepticism when Nancy was talking about bamboo. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, right? Like, it was like, Ryan was like nodding along, and Cheryl was just like, no, absolutely not. I feel like Joe and I were both a little bit in the middle, like, hmm. hmm. So, I actually, there is a reason why I'm a little bit in the middle for this, because there is somebody who I am currently writing a grant with that studies circadian rhythms in plants. So I actually have a genuine expert that I can ask about this. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, like, this is the experience that everyone seemingly has in Ecuador. I've heard various different reasons for why it is. ¿Cuándo cortas el bambú? ¿En la luna llena? ¿Cuándo no hay luna? So, yeah, so, like, ask the boyfriend in the corner who, like, cut bamboo. So he says he's cut the moon, so if that helps. No, no moon? It's new moon. New moon. New moon. New moon is when it's worst? No, it's better to cut it. It's better to cut it. So it's better to cut it. It's better to cut it when there's essentially no light. as much light no as you're going to get. No. Throughout the yeah, entire, and, yeah, that kind of checks out. I mean, and then so the idea is that um, if you cut it at the wrong moon, then it's more prone to insect damage. Yeah. So. And is the. Um, but like you know, like maybe the insects are just out in the new moon and are like chomping along, you know, because they can see. Wait. Is new moon no full moon is the new, new moon, moon is, is what, yeah. new so, moon is okay, having no moon out. Right. No oh, so okay. like at the full moon when like the insects are out and chomping on it, you know. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like the new moon, you're like because I've seen I've had that experience where when you when I do tours, the nights where there's the full moon, your light traps suck, but walking out in the forest, there's tons of stuff to see. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then the opposite is true. So during the new moon. 
your light traps are really great, but you can walk down through the forest and there's not a thing to be found. Huh. So that like that's my experience that I found doing four years of tourism, doing night walks. It seems to match up with the bamboo thing. Hmm. But here we have like local experiences, and I, as a scientist, have now caved to saying like this is a thing that that is experience. <laughs> Why? No, but at the I don't same know. time, you have to propose a mechanism. Yeah. So, like, um, yeah. Like, with what I'm doing, uh, you know, farmers have been looking at their plants for hundreds of years. And um, essentially what we're doing is we're looking at them in a, in a very new way, one that, one that um, people have never really looked at as intensively at before. And essentially what we're finding is that um, once you – once you, um, if you have weeds when the plants are at a certain stage, the damage is done. Mm -hmm. And um, nobody has really, nobody has really seen that before. Nobody really understands why. But, you know, think about it if you're, think about it like if you're a grower. Like, you don't, you're going to keep having plants sprout up. So it's kind of natural to assume that what you're seeing is due to competition. Um, and not due to, you know, some intrinsic factor of the plant. And, you know, if I, I have a feeling that if I were to walk up to a grower and say, well, you know, it's probable that this could be differential pith expression. See, these plants that you're, these plants that you're growing have three different isoforms, and one has a difference on the C terminus, which might render it, you know, less susceptible to phytochrome B interaction, which might make it less likely to respond to uh, shade cues properly after they're gone, that doesn't mean anything to anyone. Um, and, I mean, you guys are all, you guys are all fantastic intellectuals, and does that mean anything to you guys? I understood some of those. Uh, a, a little bit of it from that one plant bio class I did, or one plant. <laughs> those were words. Exactly, exactly. So it's it's possible to communicate these ideas that are opaque even to other experts. But if I were to go out into the field and say, well, you know, we've we've actually taken a look at this. We knocked out the weeds after the stage at which you normally treat them with herbicides, and there was no recovery in yield. And we have some ideas as to why this is. You know, there's there might be some signaling differences, but ultimately it's something that we really have to check out. And this could really help you out because we'll know exactly why this particular stage is so important. Now, is that a little bit more understandable? Yeah. Yeah. And when you're going in there and you're bringing new ideas into, into this group, um, essentially what you're doing, is, or essentially what my strategy with that second one is, is to communicate that in a way that um, validates the expertise of the other of the other party because in this hypothetical scenario you know I'm using language they can understand and I'm relating it back to the things that they are an expert in I'm relating it back to what they know um, and that sort of thing can certainly help reduce conflicts and in, in my experience 
Anybody else have any thoughts on conflict, or should we get back into the conflict? So many more thoughts, but I think we can <laughs> save them for now. Yeah. Okay. Certainly something we can discuss again in the future. Um, yeah, so action brings us back to, uh, I guess, Fletcher, you said you were collecting samples of the river water? <laughs> yeah, I'm, pro I, I, I'm probably going to make sure I have at least... I don't know, I, I have that, like, handful of vials in my bag. Um, probably, like, at least two samples of water with the, <laughs> like, film, mm -hmm. and at least two um, where I find some kind of, like, uh, gyre for, in a riffle portion of the of the river uh, by the bank to collect some of the, like, foam mm -hmm. that, that's, that's sitting there so I can have bits of both. Okay. Um, none of these are the vial that has the sturge eggs in it, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and are you taking uh, thorough notes about where you're collecting your samples, your little field journal? <laughs> yes. I'm, well, yeah, I mean, I'm describing, yeah, like... You don't have GPS coordinates, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Describing, yeah, I mean, what what I'm collecting and how far mm -hmm. we at least like walked along the river, that mm -hmm. that, that sort of thing. But yeah. Um, as, I, as much as I can. He's, sure. He's consulting his old timey pedometer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you're uh, you said you were standing on the bank, so you're you're sort of carefully trying to lean to get these without actually falling in or stepping in the water. I take it. Yeah, like crouch down trying to get, mm -hmm. yeah. There's always snags and stuff along the sides of, of water where there should be a lot of that foam being produced. Um, and if you walk along, if you walk along a river or stream long enough, it'll, it goes between riffle and run segments. So uh, in, in, a, in a calmer run portion, there'd probably be a lot more of just the like film on the top of the water. So that's probably where I would collect like the filmy water from. Awesome, yeah. Um, and are you taking any precautions to keep your hand from coming in contact with the water, or are you just sort of scooping with the vials? I'm, yeah. I don't really, I don't believe I, I don't really have like gloves, like as part <laughs> of my um, gear. I don't believe I pretty much just have like the the robe that I wear. Um, the worst scientist ever. <laughs> Where is your I'm a wizard. Yeah. I'm a wizard, not a scientist. I mean, I mean, honestly, there's apparently there's apparently a guy, um, and I'm not gonna say what university he's at, but there's apparently a well-known weed scientist that applies paraquat without any protective equipment. Ooh. <laughs> I, I know a couple of guys who do that that aren't dead. Paraquat, paraquat, of course, being literally the worst herbicide. So. Yeah. All right, well, you got no gloves, so you just sort of scooping quick and hoping for the best? Yeah, I think it's like, I know I'm not going to be able to get the whole thing filled up, so it's kind of like holding the part of the, like the end of the tube so I can scoop down in and not be touching the water, because I know I'm not going to be able to get <laughs> as much in there as I would want. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. They're, not, they're not exceptionally full, but you do yeah. get these four samples, two of the sort of iridescent sheen or slick and two with some of the foam. Um, yeah. Uh, anybody else collecting any other sort of samples or doing anything while Fletcher is collecting the water samples? Nope. Kay is too busy brooding. <laughs> Lucanus is, Lucanus is uh, uh, just focusing on his job as a bodyguard. Um, 
That's good. Staying kind of <laughs> equidistant between uh, Cedric and Fletcher and Kay, and he has some opinions about this. He thinks that Fletcher is being the asshole, but his job is to his job is to um, keep everyone as safe as he can. So uh, he's 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 maintaining professional composure and doing his job. Are you saying that Fletcher needs to go on Reddit slash AMTA later? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I would I would absolutely love to read the D and D version of Am I the Asshole? Oh, we should make one. That would be really funny. Oh my God, that would be so funny. <laughs> you just like fill it with like goblins and orcs being like, "Was I the asshole?" <laughs> So I slaughtered a I slaughtered a whole village full of people, and my party says that I'm an asshole. But I feel like I didn't really do anything wrong. But we found some really good loot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, still... I would. By the way, I would just love to hear like a conflict from like two sides on that. Yeah. Well, like, I guess I'm not finishing my homework because that sounds like a way better use of my time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I pickpocketed all of my party and they're upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I got more XP because yeah. I'm the rogue, so... Um, yeah. Uh, um, okay. Cedric is standing up on the bank yelling advice at Fletcher while Fletcher is, like, scooping, like, he's, <laughs> he's like, trying to be helpful. It's like... Hashtag helping. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the Dunning-Kruger effect. Um... <laughs> Scoop faster! <laughs> yeah. Don't, Who now... has the nets? Who has the nets? Who? I'm pretty sure Kay? it's K. Are you K carrying uh... all the nets? <laughs> See, now, Kay negotiated for them, but I'm pretty sure you guys handed them off to Lucanus because he was like, well, I can carry things. That sounds true, because he's strong. Oh. And they're heavy. Then, since I didn't know that I have them, they are probably back in my, in I'm my sure, room right now, I'm sure we made sure that you had... They're big enough that we would have noticed if you didn't have not them. Not use them. <laughs> They're they're really big. We would have noticed if you didn't have them. The guy used yeah. them to pull fish out of the river and realized that they were bad fish. So clearly the river wouldn't just eat the net. Because he's used it in the river. I forgot that I have <laughs> That's really all that's really all he says. <laughs> Crap. Everybody just started lagging. And I mean he was kinda drunk too. So are you going to do this? Well, well, obviously, we don't have yeah. one. We don't oh, have okay. One. All right. going to be, you know, try to take, like, if we can cast it out and get something from the river, we'd have, I'd have, like, a fresh sample of something that could survive in the river, even if it pulled up something that was dead from the river. Like, um, yeah. When we can't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is I'm going to... I do not. <laughs> I, I am going to pull up a little bit of the dead plants and put them in a vial. <laughs> Do you have to touch the water to do that? Nope. They're they're just they're growing up out of the like saturated sediment, so they don't really have to go in uh, the water. I can pull it up and put it in. So it's all like riparian stuff. You should eat them. Hey Cedric. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> fool me twice, you you better not fool me again. <laughs> hey Fletcher, you. you... You fooled yourself. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the Who starts playing in the background. Won't get fooled again. 
so you guys were lagging uh, for I just a, for a second. Uh, what did you decide about the Nets? Uh, we decided that we didn't have them because Lucanus uh, was too drunk to remember them when he was packing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. In reality, in reality, we had to track down which character had the nets, but I'm just using Lucanus's newfound alcoholism as an excuse because I didn't know that I had them. Okay. <laughs> that works. Uh, hey, Fletcher, you've used that word riparian at least twice in the game now. Uh, what does that mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, riparian refers to the, the strips along any body of water. Um, usually, It's usually more flowing water like streams and rivers, but it's that transition zone where you're going from like purely land into where you're getting into the saturated sediment and then the actual water where there's water on top and the vegetation that grows in that zone. So that's like the riparian zone. And so riparian vegetation is what specializes in growing there. So like the 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 most like iconic thing people would usually think of are like cattails, the typha species. Um, but it also includes um, a lot of the like riparian grasses on like what grow around like the Chesapeake Bay and, and all those sorts of things where there's still this emerge these emergent plants that can grow in the sediment, grow through the water, and then be and uh, extend up in the air. And even trees like uh, willows that like to have their feet. Yes. Wet. Yeah. Yeah. Willows. Um. And then our and sycamores like our actual eastern United States sycamore, not the not the ones in cities that are basically all hybrids. Those are not sycamores. Those are London plane trees. Um, those are you also find those all along uh, by water as well. And a what few about, like, mangroves are they their own thing? Huh? Are mangroves their own thing? Or are they also considered riparian? I think mangroves would be considered riparian. Although they would be. I, yeah, I would. They I would kind of. They kind but of it's make their own environment. I yeah, like it's it's very es- it's very brackish marine environment. I feel like that's an estuary. I don't know. Marine. Estu- yeah. Want estuary. Yeah. Estuary. So now. Interesting fact about agriculture. So rice is a riparian, is definitely a riparian grass. Mm-hmm. Wild rice, you know, those kind of long, those long black grains that I think are better than actual rice. Um, those are not riparian. They actually grow pretty much underwater, hmm. as I understand it. Did you guys know that... Um... Two different, completely different genre of plants. Wild rice is not... Um, it is not a, uh, it's actually a domesticated thing, so the wild thing is a little bit of a misnomer, but um, it actually requires water, whereas um, rice is um, basically something that would grow on a riverbank. Yeah, there's actually been some uh, efforts to reintroduce um, the wild rice species uh, here in Maryland um, to the riverbanks. Um, I hope they're successful because I love wild rice. In fact, I might actually make some tomorrow. I have some uh, <laughs> in my pantry right now. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, so Fletcher, you've got two vials of iridescent. Two water, two yep. foam, one two water, vegetation. Two foam, one plant. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, Cedric is quote-unquote helping. Kay is brooding. Lucanus is keeping watch. Anything else? Lucanus is probably a little too much into keeping watch because... He's kind of not happy with this situation, but he can't. 
he feels it would be unprofessional to do anything, and he's just sort of angrily hoping that somebody or something comes up to fight them. I love the idea that you're like, my barbarian is worried about being non-professional, so... (laughs) (laughs) So angry, you want to hit something? I had that exact experience on Thursday after stats class. Relatable. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We went and played racquetball because we were upset. (laughs) I, I, yeah, oh god. Been there. (laughs) You know what, I don't know if we should trade stories about statistics as something that, like on the thing or behind the scenes, but we should definitely <laughs> complain about statistics at some point. Yeah. Uh, um, Alright, so uh, Fletcher, are you gathering any more samples? Do you guys want to go upriver, downriver? What, do what are you doing now? Without a net, I don't know. There's no, there's no way to collect. Unless I see, unless I see an, like an animal along the bank, which would probably be dead. Um, there's no way to like, get anything out of the river. Without the net, so. Okay, um, give me another perception check. You've been walking for a while, so. Yeah. Did we all roll? Um, if you're actively looking for stuff in the river, then sure. No. Um, like mm. a way, like far enough away that she can, like that she can't hear anyone, but still is in eyesight and just sits on the grass. Okay. <laughs> I got a, I got a six plus a four bonus. All right. Um, were you looking in the river, or are you keeping an eye out for bad guys? Well, I'm keeping an eye out for bad guys, but that also includes scanning the river, so I wasn't sure. Okay. Um, yeah, you don't see anything super interesting. Um, Fletcher? Uh, only a 13. Yeah, again, there's nothing super interesting going on. Um, like, there, you know, again, this river is really wide, so, like, you know, as you look across it, there might be some things kind of floating, but they're really far away. Um, yeah. And we can't exactly swim together. I mean, no. you could certainly try. <laughs> that, was, that was my best Mercer. Um... <laughs> oh my god. One of our characters just dies while trying to swim across <laughs> yeah. this river hey, to get samples. I That's just like my ongoing damage. <laughs> my, my very thorough notes included <laughs> ongoing damage for if someone got into the water for some reason and or got swept away and the rules for how to rescue them, so... Yeah. Yep. I I feel yeah. There's (laughs) But you decided not to do that, so there's definitely biologists who have died getting samples. Oh yeah. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Um so yeah, it's kind of, you know, mid late afternoon. You did a bunch of walking and, you know, collecting things, so yeah, it's getting getting kinda late. It's like, you know, early dinner time ish. Oh. Uh did you guys bring camping equipment? I did. Okay. Good. I brought snacks. Oh, I didn't bring any snacks. Should we, should we, um, like, can Lucanus forage or hunt or something? Um, why don't we just go back? Do you have, like... Yeah, we, we can just get back late. Yeah, we can yeah. just get back late. All right, do you I mean, do are we, are we spending town? the Are we spending the day at the river, or... Why? What else are we, we going to do here? We just did. Yeah. I I think we've we decided that we are going to take these samples back to town and see if anybody there can ID them or we also talked about reaching out to maybe the Abixians or some of the local farmers and asking them if they'd noticed anything. Do we want to head back to town first? 
I want to head back to town. Yep. All right. Let's head back to town then. Okay, so you're going to head back and just walk in the dark? Yeah. Um, okay. Um, Lucanus, do you have you have low light vision? I do. Uh, Cedric, you have dark vision? Yes. Fletcher, okay. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I know Fletcher doesn't have anything visual. No. You have you have light vision. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> humans don't. Yeah, humans have yeah. regular, very regular vision. Uh, I love thinking Lucanus, about vision Lucanus is light vision. Lucanus is letting. Lucanus is by the I way. Have, I have dark walking, vision. You have dark walking, vision. He's just okay, letting. Have... He's just letting like the branches like hit Fletcher and like he's. Kind of like if there's if there's like thorn brushes that look like they're just gonna be painful but not actually damaging, he's just sort of letting him stumble into them. Fletcher Harsh. is not. Fletcher no, is who's not having asshole. a yeah. good time, like Harsh. walking back. Um. Well, so it is a grassland, so there aren't really branches to smack him in the face. There might be oh. a pricker, pricker bush every once in a while, but I, I get where I get where you're going with this. That's harsh. Yeah. Um. Kay, you also have dark vision. Well, ain't that special. Um, <laughs> is anybody going to say anything about needing light as you walk back, as it gets less light? I'm just following I mean, behind. Okay. <laughs> There's a moon. There's right? a moon. Um, yes, there is what phases the moon right now. Hold on. <laughs> Wait for it. I like that we haven't talked about this point, the moon, at any point so far. So you could pick anything, and it wouldn't be like, no, two weeks ago, you said it was three quarters waxing gibbous. Um, no, it's, yeah, it's almost full right now. Okay. Um, yeah. Full moons happen on the 10th day of every month. I already had that picked out. Ooh, yeah, okay. so Also, Peter, to be fair, to be fair, yeah. three quarters of the party to be fair. has low light but yes, there is a moon and it is grasslands, so like there's light. Yeah. yeah. Even even Fletcher can still like pick out the silhouettes of all of you in the party. Uh, yeah. It doesn't even occur to Cedric that any of you would have trouble seeing at night. So <laughs> <laughs> so he's not being a dick by like oh. <laughs> he's just oblivious <laughs> to Fletcher stumbling. Awesome. <laughs> Occasionally stepping in holes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, yeah, and you're just, um, you're just I mean, walking Kay, back. Like, would, do, would Jay and, and, like, Azzy have, dark, like, vision where they could see at night? Um, oh, goodness, now I have to go through the thing. And like, hold on. I don't actually know how their races work. Um, where is Azzy in my thingy? Now, does Azzy appear human? Do I... I thought he was. I was thinking he was human. Um, you, uh, yeah, you got the highest. Um, uh, 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 sorry, I'm trying to do two things at once. Um, Cedric, you got the highest uh, perception the one time you guys met Azzy, um, and you did notice um, that his cloak seemed to move even when he was standing still. But that is the only thing you noticed about him, and I don't think anybody else noticed it. Um, <clears throat> sure, but hey, he's got a ma he's a human with a magic cloak, so you know. Um, and <laughs> he's Doctor Strange. Um, yes. yes, okay, he he has the same dark vision you do, as he does. Yeah. And does Jay? I, I, like, I don't have it written weird either. 
I don't have it written down that Jay does. Um, I don't think Jay does. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh oh, she's um, rolling. Mysterious. What? Uh, anyway. Um, yes. Yeah, so you guys are just heading back through the grasslands. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably pretty silently, except maybe Cedric trying to speak. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Also, Cedric clinks as he walks. So yeah. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> How are you like intentionally trying to be stealthy, or are you just, you know, not talking because everybody's angry at one another? <laughs> Can like. Cedric is trying to have a conversation is, with Lucanus everybody. is very used to sort of like moving very quietly at night, so mm-hmm. that's a habit that doesn't exactly die. So sure. he's moving. He's moving pretty stealth, pretty stealthily. Okay. Is anybody else intentionally trying to be stealthy? No. Kay's like too busy, stuck in her own mind about everything to really know much about what's happening around her. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> yeah, I think Fletcher. So. What Fletcher did was very much the kind of thing he did while in school, mm-hmm. like towards people and even like to professors, and it's why he would get in trouble all the time, um, is being an ass about things and acting that way. It's um, Leviosa. Basically, <laughs> that is that is very much how he always acted. Um, and, but... Um, it's also it's been enough time that now even though it's like even though it's like yeah at this stage and like Fletcher he even if he still probably thinks like well I'm I'm right whatever it's been enough time that now he's like now he feels like he can recognize when it's happened and he's like so he's kind of like okay that was kind of embarrassing I feel shitty about that but he doesn't want to be the person to say anything about it so now he's not talking not because he's still like mad or worked up about anything, but he's like, hopefully we just never speak about this again. Okay, awkward silence. (laughs) Uh. Um, uh, So... (laughs) Yeah, that's a bad policy, but... Um, So, is there, like, uh, again, you guys talked about this when you were coming... (laughs) Um, When you were coming across in the daytime that, like, you were just sort of, like, walking in a clump. Are you still walking in a clump? Is there, like, someone in the front? Fletcher, it sounded like you were maybe following behind everyone else um, to be able to follow their shadows. What's what's going on with, like, the way you're moving? Yeah, I feel like at night you move in a, in a line, especially when you're not really talking. Okay. Feels right to me. Yeah. Yeah, we're probably, <laughs> like, beating a path. Like, yeah. okay. probably, um, like, K, yeah. Lucanus, Cedric, Fletcher. Yeah. Okay, Lucanus, Cedric, Fletcher. Okay, Um, in that case, uh, can I have... If Kay wants to be in the front, (laughs) does she feel safe enough? Well, actually, I feel... She's so grumpy, all she wants to do is get back. So I feel feel like Lucanus would actually be, like, in the back, like, somewhat close to Fletcher, acting more as a guide. Okay. You said uh, you were like you specifically said you were. Yeah, you doing just that. said you were being <laughs> a dick to Fletcher. Yeah, you were yeah, like, that's true. Like, you said him in the face, which means you were in front of him. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, not not like not like too far in front of him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he would be close to the back, but he would he would definitely be close enough to intervene should something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because normally the bodyguard. Normally the bodyguard walks in the back to, you know, because that's the that's the least defensible position. But right now he's kind of pissed at Fletcher, so he's leading him through obstacles that are a little bit 
painful, but he also, like, he's also not going to let him be the first one attacked, so... Mm, okay. Um, yeah. So is the order then K, Cedric, Lucanus, Fletcher? Yeah. Okay. Um, in that case, yeah, can everybody give me a perception check? Yep. <laughs> like, yep. Oh, She's like, I'm waiting for it. Uh-huh, like, <laughs> uh, I got a 19. I got oh. a 20. Wow. Wait, what are we rolling? I got a 20. Everyone cut out. Perception. Perception. I'm sorry. Perception. My bonus, okay. that's a 23. Or no. Holy smokes. 24. Sorry, 24. I got a 21. Wow. Hyper-perceptive, <laughs> even in the dark. Well, the reason well. why we're all so perceptive <laughs> right now is because nobody wants to talk to one another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it makes, and it makes sense. All of you can kind of stay in the dark. He wants to, like, talk to Kay about her trauma, but he doesn't <laughs> want to bring up his. Um, nobody wants to talk to Cedric or Fletcher. <laughs> Whoa, I feel like Cedric has been the least annoying today. I know, right? <laughs> and the most empathetic. Yeah. yeah. Impressive. I feel like he's, he's really proud of himself for turning over a new leaf, but he's also very, like, flummoxed and feeling helpless because he can't, like, resolve all the conflicts that are going on. Flummoxed. He's having a hard day. Good stuff. Um, (laughs) Well, with all of those high perception checks, they don't actually get the drop on you. Um, They they definitely noticed you, um, but you also noticed them as they are running up towards you. Um, There are two large humanoid shapes um, running up towards your group, and I need y'all to roll initiative. Oh my god, if these are two orcs. <laughs> Two of the party are gonna go catatonic and it'll yeah. all be over. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I got a one. Oh no. Well don't Kay you have does a... go catatonic. <laughs> you have a thing to add to your um you have a thing to add to your initiative, don't you? Do I? Yeah. Yeah, you, you should just have like a dex uh, you add your dex bonus. Yeah, at least your dex bonus, but I thought you also had a feat. Do I have a feat? I th- I thought we gave you improved initiative. Uh, uh, improved initiative. Yeah, how does that work? Um, that gives you a. Uh, I think it's a plus four. You might want to look it up quick. In what? I got a sixteen, got, by the way. I'll, get, I'll look it up. And I don't see. think I have any bonuses in this area. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a plus four, Nancy. Oh, thanks, friend. Yes. Yeah. So it's a plus four, and then whatever your dexterity is. Um. Okay. Right. So anybody have an initiative over twenty? Nope. Okay. Uh, fifteen to twenty. I had an eighteen. I have sixteen. Whoa. Hold on. What was that? Eighteen. Sixteen. Eighteen. Eighteen. Sixteen. Eighteen for Cedric, and sixteen for Lucanus. Yep. Okay. Um. Uh. Ten to fifteen. Really. Eleven. Okay. You have an eleven. Okay. Um. So that's eleven for Fletcher. And then, Kay, what did you wind up with? An eight. An eight. <laughs> That's pretty solid, considering you rolled a one. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, one, plus all of these things. Um, Wait, does okay. my improved initiative always happen? Or only on a one? No, it always happens. Um, and if that wasn't a good clue, y'all should log in to roll 20. Um, I'm already logged in. Ha! Marvelous. I'm in. You're in. Um, all right, so you should see yourselves on a map with some humanoid creatures running towards you. Um, Cedric, you are second in line. 
Um, and he's, these humanoid creatures you can see are coming at you sort of around this clump of shrubs. Um, but you are up first, Cedric. Ooh. Wait, so improved initiative, I always add plus four? Oh, well. Yes. New level, <laughs> new level. That's, that's why we, we gave it to you, because you're the rogue, because if you attack a creature before they've gone in the first round, they are technically flat-footed, um, and that means that you get your sneak attack bonus, and that is one of the reasons why rogues should always want to go first in initiative. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I tried hard. That's fine. <laughs> go for it, Cedric. Uh, okay, so um, at the at this point, can I see what it is, or does it just look like a humanoid shape? I mean, like it's only like 30 feet away from me, and I have dark vision yeah. now. Can I see um, what it is? And the dark vision is to 60 feet? Poor Fletcher is literally going to be shooting. It should yes. be to 60 feet. Yes. Um, yeah, so you can see it's a humanoid figure. I want to say they're they're pretty tall. Yeah, they're... Oh, yeah, yeah. They're tall. Um, probably, like, um, around the height of, like, a lot of the Abixians you met. They're tall and very, like, like muscular or broad. Um, and it's got, like reddish brownish fur and kind of like a a canid head face. Okay. Um also a battle axe. Oh, all right, cool. And it's running towards me? Yep. All right, I'm going to assume hostile intentions and I'm going to run <laughs> uh I'm going to run to here like uh and kind of try and like block this one from getting closer Five, any closer 10, to 15 20 20 Yeah, that's 25. Okay. Do your uh, thing. Uh, I can't, uh, I don't have permission to move you my... You should. Controlled by coffee. It says it's controlled by you. Oh, why isn't it letting me? I will move you. You want to get right up in its face? I want to get, yeah, right there. Right there in its yeah. face. Peter, is, is the menu in the left, do you have that selected on the right thing? The, like, black arrow for the select move mode? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's giving me, it's working now. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. There you um, are. Uh, and I'm gonna hit it with my warhammer. Mm-hmm. Do it. Uh, that's a 18 plus um two. And 18 plus two is 20. Mm-hmm. Yes, you hit it. Yay. Um. Aww. This, I rolled a one for damage, so that's two damage. You rolled a one for damage. <laughs> two damage. So that's two damage. Okay. Uh, and I yell out, um, I yell, watch out, y'all! Okay. <laughs> Just to make two, sure, you know, everybody saw it. Two damage on the blue knoll. Okay. Um, <clears throat> nice. Uh, next... Um, that's what I thought. One, two, three, four, five. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the red marked one is gonna run right up to where Kay is. <laughs> She's uh. like, uh huh. Um, and take a swing with its boo 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 battle axe. <laughs> um, that is a thirteen. And I compare that to what? Your armor class. 
I have a 16. Oh, it misses! She hears Cedric yell, watch out, y'all, and sees this thing come pounding up towards her through the grass. The grass is rustling on all sides, and the blade of the battle axe shining in the moonlight, and she just ducks right under it, because this thing is real tall compared to her. Um, So it does not get a hit on you. Uh, Lucanus, you're up next. All right, so Lucanus sees his friend getting attacked, and he is going to flank that thing. So Damn I would have strange. to move, like, right here, right? Right where? Right yes. There. Yeah, if you can draw a straight line through <laughs> the enemy between you and your friend, that is flanking. You are correct. Yep. All right. Marvelous. So. That gives you a plus two. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, 16 again. That'll hit. All right. So, and uh, he's using his great sword. Great. And I got an 11. Whoa. Holy crap. Okay. Um, you hit it a lot. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> for the second time in recent memory, um, a bad guy comes up, swings at you with a weapon. You duck out of the way just in time, and then all of a sudden Lucanus is there across the bad guy from you, wailing on it. <laughs> Um, although this time he did not chop its head clean off. Oh. It's it's a little high. That this thing is taller than Lucanus. Um, oh just, wow! Just like the yeah, the Abixians were taller than you. This thing is also taller than you by probably a foot. Um, yeah, it's big. Um, but you take a sizable chunk. There is just reddish brown fur flying. Yeah. Well, so like, does the plus eight on the great sword like have anything to for the rage? Did you rage first? Yeah. You didn't say that. Oh, I didn't? Nope. <laughs> you have to say you're raging first. Nope. Yeah, I you, thought I did. You only get so many rages per day. You have to say that first. Okay. All right. I <laughs> All thought right. I said it. But... but you're raging, and that was your attack with your rage condition, I assume. And yeah. also the damage with the rage condition. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, the, is the plus eight, the plus eight is probably your, probably your two attack. So you're, you're... Uh, it's yeah, it's for the great sword. It's the right. Yeah, that's your great sword. Right, that's your two have... attack. What? That's your two attack, right? Like you, it's the attack bonus, right? So you roll a d20 and add that. Okay, so I roll a d20. Which you did, and you said you had 16. Yeah, so I had 16, and then uh, the basic bonus is two. So would that be 18? No. no. The the attack bonus for the great sword, I think you said is eight. Yeah. Which, yeah, makes sense. You add eight to whatever d twenty for your attack. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you so sixteen would make what four? But you Okay, well yeah. the reason I ask is because <laughs> the you know the um the crit on the sword is like twenty. So if I'm rolling a sixteen and I have an eight bonus, that would put me no, well over that. No, the crit is what's on the die, not what your max. It's the base roll. Is. Okay, yes. okay, I wasn't sure about that. Yes. Okay. So you're good. Okay. Um, but yeah, you take a chunk out of it. Fur is flying. This shrill yipping howl. Um, and it is Fletcher's turn. Um. I really can't see very much. 
Uh, what Fletcher's going to do, he's going to move over here, and because he's not a total dick, <laughs> um, he's going he's going to cast Resistance on K, which gives plus one to all saving throws. Aww. Nice. Aw, and that lasts for, is that concentration? Does it last for a certain amount of time? Uh, oh, jeez, I read that down. <laughs> um, I will get it out of the uh, the book really quick if you want to go to the next okay. uh, round. Next cool. person. Thank you. Yeah, just just keep track of however it's supposed to last. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, next up is the knoll that Cedric just hit. Um, and it is going to attack you with its battle axe. Bring it on! Whoops, that hit my microphone, or my, yeah, my cords. 13? Does not hit. Does not hit. It also swings at you and does not hit. Everybody wishes they had a DM like me who rolls like crap. (laughs) Anyway, um, (laughs) now it's Kay's turn. (laughs) I'm getting the fuck out. Um, it's better, let's see, one, two, three. I like how I told you to wait in Spanish. Yeah, I I appreciated that. Thank you. (laughs) I can, I can, one, two, three. I can go 30 feet, right? You can. If you leave, if you leave the knoll's reach using more than a five-foot step, it will get an attack of opportunity. Wait, what does that mean? If you leave its range of attack by more than a five-foot step, it will hit you. Or it will try to hit you. Uh, mm. uh, Lucanus, why didn't you cut its head off? <laughs> he can't do that every I time. I tried. because <laughs> I'm not rolling for it I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you use crossbow point blank? No. Not Don't without the like point a, blank feet. <laughs> Don't you have like a big stabby sword? Yeah, you have a yeah, sickle. Yeah, but I using it. Because I and have no you also strength. have a dagger that Lucanus gave you once upon a time. Yeah, yeah you have a that sickle. That implies that I can actually, you know, use it. You have a sickle and you have a dagger, and you also get a bonus to your attack right now because you are flanking the creature with yeah. Lucanus. And if you hit it, you would get to use your sneak attack damage. I think maybe for the first time ever. Oh yeah. Oh wow, there's so much stuff happening. Sure, I guess I'll do one of those things. I'll use the <clears throat> the sickle. Okay. <laughs> oh, I raised that because my attack bonus is now zero instead of negative. So that's correct. Exciting. All right. Um, okay. I forget how to do this. <laughs> All right. I rolled to see if I hit it first, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yep. I. Do, do I add anything to that? Um, if your attack bonus is currently zero, then no, you just roll the 20. Okay. I got a nine. <laughs> that is not enough. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but you tried. Uh, you can also still move if you want. But then it'll hit me. I guess it'll I mean, hit me anyway. You can take a five-foot step, and it won't hit you. Can I take a five-foot step diagonally here? Or is that... Yep. Okay. Take five-foot step. That was good. Alrighty. Um, back to the top of the round, Cedric. Uh, all right, I'm gonna swing at it again. Okay, do that. Uh, 19. Oh, 19. Oh, wow. That hits. 
All right, let's see if I can do a little bit more damage this time. Mm-hmm. Five. Five points of damage. You cut a deeper um, chunk in its, basically in its thigh areas where you're reaching right now, and it howls in pain. Blood spurting and whatnot. Spurt, spurt. Spurt, spurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming you're staying there. Yes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> well, the red knoll has been hit by Lucanus and is angry about it. <laughs> so it's going to take a swing at Lucanus. What's your armor class again? Uh, let's see. Um, armor class is 15, and then uh, uh, there's a uh, plus 3 armor bonus and a plus 2 dexterity modifier. Wait, you said your armor class is 15. Yeah. Yes, that's the that's the, those things are just added together to get to that 15. Um, but it rolled a 19. Oh, okay, sorry. No, you're all right. Um, but yeah, it rolled a 19, so that that hits. So now we will do some damage. 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 I need damage. I need a d8. Where's my eight? Where's my eight? I need an eight. Okay. That's mm-hmm. uh, six points of damage. Yep. Um. Okay. And it is now your turn. My turn. Retaliate. <laughs> oh yeah, Lucanus is pissed. <laughs> One might even say he's raging. Mm. Which he was last turn. But... <laughs> uh, let's see. I have an eighteen. I'm doing good in combat for some reason. Uh, maybe because it's like the thing that your character yeah. does. <laughs> yeah, the thing you do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so and then uh, great sword. Um, yeah, plus eight. So. Okay. So wait, you rolled an eighteen and then plus eight. For the great sword, right? The bonus great sword. What did What did you get on your die? Eighteen. Wow, you roll really well. Um, yeah, so 18 plus 8 is a very high number. It is higher than the creature's AC. So you hit it. Roll some damage. Roll that double bean footage. How much? Eight. Whew. You take another slice, and it just cuts right across the chest, and there's all of this blood everywhere, and the thing just crashes to the ground in front of you. D-E-D. Dead. Dead. All right, so uh, I yell over at Cedric. Cedric, you doing okay? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Am I allowed to respond before my turn, or? Yes, you can respond for <laughs> before your turn. Ah, uh, could you use a little help over here? <laughs> All right, I'll be over there in a moment. Cool, thanks. Love you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> You say love you by? This isn't a text. <laughs> sort of a cleric, OG. A cleric, a cleric should always tell a barbarian <laughs> that he loves him yeah. in a non or in a completely in a platonic manner. Not platonic. Ooh. That was a that Meridian was a mistake flip. on my part. But he yeah, should always tell his barbarian that he loves him because he's going to be depending on him and probably healing him and mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fletcher, you ready to go? Oh, okay. So the one closest is gone. <laughs> I don't know if I can even... It's also, it's dark. I can't do anything. Um... 
Veronica says you should always say love you bye in combat. <laughs> it's my new policy. <laughs> Ooh, look at you. Measuring distance. Yeah, I gotta see what I can do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Cheryl, like, so I'm, I'm assuming a range thing is going to have a penalty because it's so dark and I don't have any kind of dark vision. And also, if you're shooting at the blue one, you're shooting into melee. So there will be many penalties. Yeah. Yeah. It is not as dark as it could be, but it is very dark. Yeah. How do you measure distance? Um, with the thing that looks like a comb in a circle. Yeah. It's a ruler. But I thought it was a comb for a long time. It's a little. It's a circle with a little line on the side. Yeah. Oh, it's under the magnifying glass. Snap to center. Yeah, snap to center, no snapping. Yeah, snap to center versus snap to corner, yeah. Um, uh, like, this is what, I've been trying to figure out what I can do, because... (laughs) (laughs) Also, Um, those those shrubs are pretty shrubby, so they might be hard to see through. And if you try to move through them, it will be difficult terrain, so they will take extra movement. So if I went, let's see. Is that, so if I went to here... Am I crossing? I'm not really crossing through any brush. Right, yeah. Straight to the left, 30 feet. Yeah, you'd have to hop over the dead body and push past Lucanus, but you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> you just parkour a little bit. <laughs> I went over there. Um, can I do a. If I do my free action of yelling to Cedric, close your eyes. Yeah. Is he able to then close his eyes? Not until his turn. <laughs> not until his turn. <laughs> How, do, how can I? <laughs> I know what you're about to cast, I think, but not until this turn. Because <laughs> he already spent these six seconds yelling at Lucanus. <laughs> Damn it, I knew I shouldn't have told you I well, love you. <laughs> I better go blind feel, because of it. So right now, like, the whole Ralph, like, the whole Ralph Wiggum, I'm in danger me, that's, like, Cedric. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pure through and through. If anybody else knows um, what that means. So how is this? Uh, so this what uh, it, this creature that Noel or something? Um, you could make that assumption having read as much as you have, and you also heard that there are gnolls in the grasslands. Yeah, and I remembered hearing that. Um, it, what what weapon does it have? Uh, it's wielding a battle axe. Or it they, also has a. Yeah, the closer the the one that you saw close up was wielding a battle axe, and it looks like from the shine in the moonlight, this one is too. Um, they each okay. have a battle axe and a very large shield. Okay, then well, let's see a shield. I'm going to. I think the so the shield the shield is metal. Is it reflecting a lot of light? Like it's a like so it, it looks is. pretty obvious in the moonlight. Yep. Um, so it sounds like that's a pretty easy target and is helping that thing defend itself. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to cast Grease targeting the shield to try to get it to drop its shield. Interesting. So that that's means... very clever. Uh, the Knoll uh, the has to perform a reflex check. Um, let's see. <laughs> It's a it's a reflex saving throw. It says it's a reflex save. Um well yes but um Oh I see. Uh, no, 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 no. 
Yeah, so the, the object is affected by the creature's reflex to the spell to try to move the right. object out of the way. Right. Okay, I see. Yeah, so it's not, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I see. Sorry, I was reading the first part, and I was like, it's not a solid surface, but then it says, you can also use it to code an item. Clever. Yeah, so yeah, if it's on the ground, then it's a, a reflex check and a balance check, but if it's just an object, it's a reflex to try to move it out of the way. Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So the null is making a reflex, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Against your spell DC, I take it? Yeah, it must be. And what is that? It rolled a 16. Oh, it's 13. Oh, okay. So your grease goes wide, splats somewhere on the ground, um, but does not hit the shield. Damn. Uh, anything else? Oh, no, nope. you moved and cast, so you're good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was really clever, though. I did like that. Um, well, so you just cast a spell at it. Yes. And it's not very happy about that. So I think it's it's actually going to run over here and try to take a swing at you, which means that, Cedric, you first get an attack of opportunity. Yeah. Excellent. Oh. Oh. Oh? What's oh? A five. A five. Okay. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't a one, was it? No. This is no. a three plus two. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Right. Um, <laughs> Eric, hi, Eric. Um, Eric says that Noel is going to shield surf away from battle Breath of the Wild style. <laughs> 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 Which is Which, not by a bad way, idea. Wouldn't that be an awesome animation? Yes. Uh, it's, I mean, it's just like the Chevy Chase with like the metal like disc. Yeah, Christmas, Christmas vacation. vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Did it crit and it's gonna kill me? <laughs> I got a twenty. I'm so sorry. Oh no! Oh no! Wait, I have to confirm it first. Hold on. <laughs> oh, whoops. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, Fletcher. Um. <laughs> oh, and Lucanus. Lucanus knows that a three with a battle or that a that a, a crit with a battle axe is no good because it's a times three. Yeah. Sorry, Fletcher. <laughs> Why is it always Fletcher? Oh, it rolled a one on its damage now. <laughs> so that's a that's a three times three for nine points of damage, Fletcher, on that crit from the null. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, what? I'm down. <laughs> that's literally best case scenario, right? Like, like yes. this couldn't have been lower than that. No. You, you are so so close to just being dead. Right? I'm at minus one health. Are you ground. seriously? I'm a level two wizard. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just like, oh my god. Oh, I'm so oh. sorry. Fuck. Of course, I had to be on Fletcher. Oh no. Oh. Oops. Um. I <laughs> he like literally kills one of our party members. What? Oh, almost killing K wasn't um, good enough. I know no, I'm mad at him, but it's, it's your turn. <laughs> um. All right. What? I'm gonna measure. Uh. Can I go there? Huh? Can you, uh. Can you see the thirty feet? Does that work? Uh. Yeah. All right. Yep. I'm gonna move there it. then. And then Eric. And then shoot at the thing with my crossbow. 
You can. And guess what? There's no penalty because he's not engaged with anyone right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the ground. Uh, you really can't hit me. Fletcher is not threatening him. So. Also not flanking. Yeah, yeah. Also not flanking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And in you know, that's like I'm a like, terrible, I'm at, like the oh, max okay. health that so I could I got have 17. when I leveled up too. And it's still... <laughs> oh, did you really? Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh man, not enough. I got a 17. <laughs> you have a 17 to hit. That is the hit. Yeah, I'm gonna roll. Roll some damage. Of... I'm gonna roll a d6 of damage. Four, Fletcher. I got a four. You got a four. Okay. Um, your arrow thwing into its shoulder, and it just like. <sighs> And turns around and looks at you with a growl. Nothing. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cedric. It's your turn. All right. Uh, Cedric, seeing Fletcher fall, is going to dash forward um, and uh, not, not, not actually dash, but, you know. Um, yeah. Metaphorically dash. Um, mm -hmm. and up to uh, right beside this knoll, uh, like, like, ducking under its line of sight as it glares at Kay um, and, <laughs> and grabbing, like, Fletcher's uh, arm uh, as he lies Wait, wait, wait. Down. Where did you move to? Uh, For, from? Uh, there. Okay, okay, that's fine. Yeah, okay, so you're ducking up and grabbing Fletcher. Yeah, um, and I'm going to cast uh, Cure Light Wounds. Okay. Four. <clears throat> four. Um, give me one hot second. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I have to look up something, because... Because Fletcher's dead. Well, because Fletcher died the way he did. Um, because he literally went from full to empty. I was trying to remember if that was a thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, no, it it's not. Like, it has to be, like, a certain time, <laughs> certain number times the health... It's the massive damage thing is fifty points of damage, mm. which would have killed you like ten times over. Yeah, um, that, yeah, but yeah I wasn't very, sure very if it was like done. a oh, if you receive your full hit point, but no, uh, yeah. you're you're good, you're good. Okay, so how many? I'm unconscious. Did... I'm not well, dead. Uh, yeah, yeah. You were you were in the act of dying and bleeding out yes. on the ground. But Cedric yeah. came over and gave you how many hit points? Four. Marvelous. So I'm just stabilized now, right? It's like. Um, you're awake now. You're still on the ground, prone, um, but you are awake again. So, uh, so when Cedric heals you, the like, the like holy energy from Moradin is like it burns, right? Like it's like forge heat. <laughs> so like the pain of your like wounds knitting together, like the second after Cedric, it like it like, it's like you get this adrenaline rush and you like ah as you as you come out. <laughs> Does it burn like the water? Your healing like really yeah. sucks. Yeah, it's really yeah yeah. It's not fun at Being all. Being healed by you sucks. Yeah, it's like, exactly. It's like people would be like, well, all we can do is cauterize your wounds. Right. right? <laughs> He's giving you a brand. Right. It's, yeah. it's like uh yeah it's like when uh you know they do the like shot of adrenaline into somebody's heart like he's just like. <laughs> yeah, like we've all seen Pulp Fiction. Yeah. 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 Eric says it feels like a hammer of healing delivered straight to the chest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, you wake up with the wind knocked out of you. <laughs> All right, uh, the red knoll is dead, so now it's Lucanus's turn. All right, so now that now that um, 
Fletcher is now alive again. Lucanus can figure out how to move. Um, <laughs> he can actually flank the guy from right here, and he is going to swing with the intention of fucking him up. Or her. Do I don't know. Do it. Fucking them up. Yeah. We don't we don't question the Knowles gender identity. Them, yeah. Oh shit. Oh shit. I just got a twenty. Ooh. <laughs> Roll. Roll once more. Gotta get a nineteen or twenty. Oh, twelve. Uh on the die. On the die, yeah. Um a twelve uh, plus eight is twenty that still beats the Knowles armor class, so that is a critical hit. What? It is a critical hit. Nice. The confirm just needs to beat its armor class, yeah. All right, well, I got a seven on damage. Wow! Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Look, it's like breaks through So is that 21 damage? Yeah. <laughs> Lucanus breaks through the shrubs and pops out the other side as Cedric and Fletcher are figuring out what to do with themselves, and he just swings with his great sword and just cuts right into, like, the side of the knoll, and this big chunk comes out, and it sort of, like, leans forward towards Fletcher and then just, like, falls, <laughs> crumples to the ground. Dead. Dead. Dead, dead. dead. All dead. Hey! How much, how much hey. overkill was that? <clears throat> uh, did you say seven points of damage? Is the great sword a yeah. plus, Is the great sword a times two or a times three? Uh, great sword. Uh, it is times two. Um, so then you overdid it by nine points. <laughs> Pretty good. No points. Flesh yourself points. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I had eight. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then negative one. Yeah. It's a good feeling. Good. How feeling. many How many hit points does the null have? Um. They have 2d8 so This plus... is my first crit. I want to know, like, all of the stats. Oh, they, they have 2d8 plus 2, so both of these had 14. Oh. 14. Okay, so, yeah, that's that's a lot. Nice. Yeah. No, you guys did great. <laughs> that was did awesome. I actually hit the thing, if you, you did. didn't notice. You did. You did great. Did. Everybody did great. You did great. And you didn't... You I did didn't, not do great. You become mortally wounded, yeah. Fletcher, not so good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the grief thing was really clever, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not everybody gets to hit all the time. Um, I will just send you guys what loot was on them so that we don't futz around with that right now. Um, does anybody have any last thoughts? I feel like right at the end of this combat is a good um, breaking point for us because we're a little past our time. Um, but yeah, thanks to Eric and Veronica and War Yoshi for hanging out in the chat. Nancy wants to go eat her lasagna. <laughs> Anybody in the cast have any thoughts or things? I have some chicken wings to cook tonight. <laughs> Lots I mean, of cooking going on. Cuz it's Super part. Bowl tomorrow. Oh yeah. Enjoy Which, your yeah, I, I didn't I didn't even remember enjoy that at all. Yeah, yeah, I know. Enjoy your hand egg watching everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, ball. for me personally, Super Bowl is Super Bowl is the day where I get to make the worst food in the world and love every second of it. Fair enough. I am making uh, uh, Cholula, yeah. Cholula uh, lime tequila hot wings. Sounds great. Whoa. Um, yeah. <laughs> yay, superb owls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> all right. Well, in that case, um, I hope you all enjoyed the combat. Maybe you enjoyed the tension. I don't know. Whatever floats your boat. Um, the the reuniting of the party. K is back. K is back. Yeah. Um, uh, Veronica says, Joe, please send plating photos. Um, because apparently that's a thing now in this group, is that we talk about food and plating. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, you yeah. can catch us right back here live on Twitch on February 15th. That's two Saturdays from now. We will be playing again. Um, who knows what the group will get up to now that they have defeated some gnolls. Um, on their way back through the grasslands after investigating the river. Um, who knows what they're going to get up to in New Seychester next. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone for watching. We'll see you later. Bye. 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 Bye.